For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Rise and grind, ladies and gentlemen. It's about to get bumpy. Time to attack and dominate. This is Morning Juice with Brandon Beam and Bobby Carpenter. And here we go on a Wednesday. Attacking and dominating our way to 9 a.m. Every single weekday morning right here on The Fan. Brandon Beam, the general Bobby Carpenter, and of course our fearless leader and producer, Mark the Shark General. We've navigated our way to a weekend Wednesday. It's the final day in January before we flip the calendar on over February, man. What's going on? Good to talk to you. Oh, it's great to talk to you, Beamer. Excited for this wonderful day to get rolling along. Nice and wet, moist outside. Mm. Just classic Ohio winter day. Really what you want. Yeah. Why wouldn't it be? The shark was fired up yesterday. You enjoy your Flapper Tuesday, Shark? Oh, man. And it was so great. I, I, I loved the first five so much that I ate the second five That's because good. Jan said she was going to pass. I ate them all, Bob. At least you offered to share with her. I offered, and she said no, and that was just fine. What did she have for dinner? What did she? I mean, she, y'all know the oh, year of the cooking house. What did she? She, has her, she eats a salad, no dressing. <laughs> no, it's not that bad. Rabbit. But she does eat some funky stuff that I don't want to partake in. Sardines mm. out of a can. No water. sardines. You just, just smoke the funky stuff. She eats the funky that's, stuff. That's what it is. That's good. I mean, that, that's a great relationship right there. I even offered to let her lick my fingers after oh. I had all that chicken, medium mm. buffalo chicken wing sauce. She said no to that, too. Man. I licked it myself. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say you struck out, but no. I mean, you did fine licking that off there uh, yourself. How was your Tuesday, man? All right. For Shark or for me? Well, it it sounds, sounds like no, it was, no, it sounds like Shark's was pretty tremendous. It sounds like he was riding second base after dinner. <laughs> then he went to third himself. Exactly. Um, yeah, it was good. Uh, good day. Had a lot of stuff going on, but uh, went to, I get, went over to Dayton yesterday, Beam. Yeah. Got my uh, son to go to an orthodontics appointment over there, so did that. Got him taken care of. Uh, fixed some... Drawers on my wife and my wife's side of the closet got that taken care of. Ah, that makes you feel good. Yeah, I mean it's been like maybe a year that since they've been broken. Yeah. I sat there and have looked at this stuff, and she said they couldn't be fixed, and so I fixed them. So I feel pretty good about that. Uh, Bob the builder. Yeah, a little bit. I mean, I'm not near as handy as like my father-in-law or brother, but I do do things with great care to make sure they'll be working. So solved a couple of problems there. Feeling good. Ran some kids around to their. Respective practices, uh, finished up playing some of the spring break stuff, uh, the flights and everything booked up there. So nice. that was, that wasn't nice. It was astronomical, but that was yeah. done as well. <laughs> so felt pretty good about that. That's and, how, uh, we felt we, we booked a trip to spring break not too long ago, probably over the Christmas holiday. And that's, well, I've been out. trying to book these flights for two, three months. It was a point of contention last night as we booked them. So that was good. Pretty solid. At least you got it done. Yeah, I mean, at least at some point it was going to need to get done. I guess we could have drove, but, I mean, that really wasn't an option. Could have been. I mean, it was. I just, it, it would have been atrocious driving down to Lauderdale. We're going on a cruise with the kids. Oh, so, cool. Yeah, I mean, I'll enjoy that. But, yes, yeah, so finally got that all taken care of. As I told her 
Uh, sometime around December, we're going to, I'm going to keep asking you about this and we're going to be non-committal and it's going to be February when we're going to do this. Well, you got it done right before the shot yeah, clock so that doesn't. I don't, I don't count that. I mean, we were staring, if you can see February in that week, it, it mm-hmm. might as well have been February. The price has told me that. So we had that going for us. Well, that's good. I'm glad you got it done though. Uh, so that's pretty solid. Had a pretty good little Tuesday night with the dinner with some friends, uh, last night and then settled in to watch the Buckeye basketball game. And then I uh, turned it off with about 12 minutes left to go. So yep. you watched stayed for that last night. You stayed for the entire ride. We're going to get into that. We got an awesome show lined up for you. Uh, you stayed for the entire ride. We'll get into that coming up in our next segment. Jackets with a win right before the all-star break as well. Get into both of those coming up in our next segment. Uh, some new Buckeyes had some media availability yesterday. You're going to hear from Will Howard in the six o'clock hour. We'll do the tour de force of the rest of the new Buckeyes in the seven o'clock hour and then back to Will Howard in the eight o'clock clock hour 735 matt andrews ohio state sports network he's going to join the program at 735 buckeye women's team real hot right now uh, they're at home tomorrow against wisconsin going to check in with mattie a at 735 and then bill landis of the podcast and dotting the eyes he's going to round out the program oh with boy. us around 835 talk all things buckeyes with bill uh coming up here in about two and a half hours time before we get into anything else today it is january 31st it is the final day of the first month of the year in 2024 time for today in history Time to get smarter. Morning Juice presents Today in History. Here's your professor, Bobby Carpenter. Sponsored by Dr. Mark Levy. If you're snoring and not sleeping, call Dr. Mark Levy at 1-800-MORE-SLEEP. Weekend Wednesday, Bobby. What do you got lined up for us, buddy? It is. It's the final Wednesday of the month, final day of the month of February, 31st to be exact. 335 days remaining in this 2024 this date's 1747. This is a big one for Shark. The first venereal disease clinic opens in London Luck Hospital. That's pretty good. 1747. Damn. That's almost 300 years ago. Hey, you know what? I mean, all those English kings used to go blind because of syphilis, so they had to start <laughs> getting it treated. There you go. It's nothing I, to laugh about. I shouldn't laugh. It's okay, Shark. The gift that keeps on giving. I guess it's been going on for centuries and centuries. Absolutely. At least they had a cure. Well, not a cure, but they tried to. Well, that is a, Remedy the it was situation. A treatment is a treatment clinic beam. I mean, that's all the best that they could uh, really give you then. And we still haven't found a cure, right? No. No. Uh, I think syphilis, you can get antibiotics, takes care of that. You I would know, I guess. I think, <laughs> well, I, this is from health class. Okay. They had ones that were virally transmitted yep. and bacterially transmitted. And the delineation between those was important because one is a. Uh, Treatable, the other is the other one's a cur- lingerer. Curable. So, I yeah, I had herpes one time. That's not one time. That's I, a, I, that's I a went to the doctor and I said, character. I said, uh, now I haven't been, you know, messing around on my wife or anything. And he said, no, there's a difference between bacterial herpes and mm. viral herpes. That's good. I'm glad that you're willing to share that with us, <laughs> Yes. Man, uh, we're getting all kinds of really was. intricacies into your life today. That's why I went to the London Luck Hospital. Mm-hmm. The state 1865, U.S. Congress passes the 13th Amendment, abolishing slavery sent to the states for ratification. 1928, Shark's guy Leon Trotsky is banished to Alma-Ata. Uh, it's in Kazakhstan. Nice. That's where he met Borat. Sounds lovely this time of the year. I'm sure it's beautiful. Uh, 3M starts main marketing scotch tape in the state 1930. 20 years after that, uh, Harry Truman in 1950 orders the development of the hydrogen bomb. 18, 1958, Explorer 1 becomes the first American satellite in orbit of the Earth. And then in 1970, the Jackson 5 singing I Want You Back hits number one on the billboard. 
Mm. Yeah, this is really good. It's a good one. It's good. We got a couple good ones today. Is this uh, is this the first of their their hits? Do you know? No sure. idea. I wasn't around for that. Oh, Shark, you're right. That was in your sweet spot. I think Michael. Uh, That's him. Was, oh, this is. This I think is Michael is about my age. Oh yeah. This is uh, then after that, 1981. We'll play this later. The tide is high by Blondie hits number one. Uh, and then this date, 1988, Super Bowl 22. The Redskins defeat the Broncos 42 to 10, with Doug Williams being the MVP. We are live from San Diego, California, on a spectacularly beautiful day for football. Hello again, everyone. I'm Frank Gifford. We are delighted that you are with us. Let's join my colleague, Al Michaels. Frank, the Denver Broncos making their second consecutive Super Bowl appearance. So the Broncos show the whole playbook in the first quarter. Lead 10-0, and Washington now at the 20-yard line. And Williams. Sports fans, <laughs> whoa! And the Redskins, the Super Bowl champs, forty-two to ten. Amazing that Frank Gifford brought it out, and then Al Michaels joined in later. Yeah, because Michaels was doing play-by-play. Play by play, play. But that's what I was curious I about too. Is Frank on the play-by-play here? Joined by Al Michaels, I'm like, okay. And here we what go. I had forgotten was Elway lit it up in the first quarter. They were up ten nothing, and then never that scored was again. The last scoring they did. Uh, note on I Want You Back. It is the first Jackson 5 song that reached number one. In the there we go. Uh, the big one for Shark as well. I know Trotsky was exiled today, but this day, 1990, the first McDonald's opens in the Soviet Union over in oh, Russia. Nice. In Moscow. How about that, Shark? McDowell's. McDowell's. They got the Golden Arches. <laughs> we got the Golden Ark. Uh, this day, 1993, Super Bowl 37. Uh, uh, the Dallas Cowboys down the... A 37-27, sorry about that. Only two X's. Dallas Cowboys down the Bills, 52-17. Troy Aikman is the MVP. That one taking place in Pasadena, California. And then 2010, Avatar becomes the first movie to gross over $2 billion worldwide. we got some birthdays today. Uh, Jackie Robinson, big birthday today and back in 1919. Ernie Banks, you got a lot of baseball leading in here. 18-year shortstop with the Cubs, born in the state 1931. Both of them obviously have passed. And then turning 77, Nolan Ryan. Seven no-hitters, 27 years in the major leagues. Uh, and he is one of five players, Shark. This is your trivia for today. You can play the Titus High. There we go. He is one of five players in the... Hall, baseball Hall of Fame to have more strikeouts than innings pitched. Ooh. Can you name them? Uh, Bob asked me this question yesterday, and I got three, got three of them. Through the four. Pretty quickly. So there's four R- uh, Randy Johnson's got to be in there. Roger, well, no, Roger Clemens isn't in the Hall. Oh, he, but he should be. That's okay. <laughs> probably though. should be. Um, let's go with a guy by the name of Mike Mussina. Nope. Moose is not in there. How about I, these? Have to be pretty recent because back in the day, three, I told they didn't Beam, strike as three three guys he would have watched. One guy he wouldn't have. One guy he wouldn't have. Uh, Steve Carlton. Nope. Man, you're getting more wrong than Beam. Yeah. Wow. I'll get Beam guess Greg Maddox. So I was like, he's a ground baller. He wasn't in there. That was his only wrong one, though. Actually, no. You had one more. Yeah, I did. 
Yeah. You're thinking or overthinking this. You are overthinking it. I'm trying to think of great strikeout pitchers in the last, you know, 20, 25 years, but... Well, I, I'm thinking Koufax and Gibson and Walter well, Johnson. Those guys. Well, you got were, one of them. Yeah. Oh, I, I told did. you one you wouldn't have seen. So Sandy being the Koufax yeah, has more strikeouts than like said maybe the arguably the greatest pitcher of all time, yeah. which Sandy Koufax in there. There's two other. One's a starter. One's a reliever. Ah, so kind of a trick question. Well, let's go with Mariano. No, that was my guess was, too. Then let's go. He's not a strikeout guy. He's not a speed guy. Let's go with John Smoltz. Nope. Let's go with Dennis Eckersley. No. Let's go with. I'm, th- I'm thinking goodness, of all Charlotte, the. I couldn't even name I mean, those. I'm naming all the relievers that are in the Hall of Fame. Um, Lee Smith. Recent edition. Very recent edition. And he's a reliever. Yeah. Played out west. <sighs> Played with the Padres. Yes, sir. Um. Him and Hoffman, D- Trevor Dustin, Hoffman. Dustin, there you go. Dustin's son, Trevor. And then there's one more. A little guy. A Latino man. But the big fella. Oh, Pedro. There you go. So you got Randy, Pedro, Sandy Koufax, and Trevor Hoffman. Beam got it way quicker than you. I think started. the reason that it helped me out so much is my, la- is my lack of baseball <laughs> knowledge. You went with isn't Randy. as great as you, so I just went yeah. with the guys who I knew were really good. Can we hear Nolan Ryan's fifth no-hitter? Let's hear it. There we go. Uh, Nolan Ryan. Dusty Baker is who he's pitching to, which is remarkable. That's awesome. Uh, Some other birthdays. Harry Wayne Casey turning 73 at Casey and the Sunshine Band. Minnie Driver turning 54. Kerry Washington turning 47. Still looking really really strong there. Uh, JT Justin Timberlake, 43 of NSYNC fame. Uh, Vernon Davis turning 40. And Mario Williams turning 39. Two of my draft classmates. Both those guys going to the top five. Uh, passing today, Edwin Howard Armstrong, American electrical engineer who invented the FM radio. He passed away in 1954. And then 1956, A. Milne passing away as well, the author of the Winnie the Pooh books. Uh, some holidays observances. It's appreciate your Social Security check day. Shark, you got two more years for that. <laughs> Backward day, Brady Alexander day, eat Brussels sprouts day, hell freezing over day. Hug an Economist Day, National Hot Chocolate Day, Scotch Tape Day, and Street Children's Day. And those are your historical events, your birthdays, your passings, your holidays, observances for this date. Wednesday, January 31st, the final day and final Wednesday of the month and 335 days remaining in this 2024. Very well done on that, General. As always, Buckeye men's basketball continues to spiral. And the Jackets did something last night they hadn't done in a long time. Those next morning juice right here on The Fan. Fan traffic. From the Atlas Butler Plumbing Services Traffic Center. Good morning. The early drive is still a pretty quiet one in and around Columbus. Taking a look at traffic, 270 at Roberts Road. Volumes are just beginning to build, and the roads look to be pretty clear. I'm seeing posted speeds in the area. Traffic on the north side, hard road at Smoky Row Road. Still very light traffic out this way. 
I'm not seeing any accidents or backups really around the region. Of course, use caution around the uh, few construction projects, though, that we do have. I'm Heather Pasco for 97.1 The Fan. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Keep on swiping that card, baby. Keep on swiping that card. Charge it to winning. This is Morning Juice. Last year at the Super Bowl, Rob Gronkowski went wide left on FanDuel's kick of destiny. Raz al Ghul. Now he's back for Kick of Destiny Part 2. And this time, we can all play along. All you got to do is choose if Gronk is going to make or miss. I'm Team Make. Shark is Team Miss because he's forever a pessimist. Get your free pick in right now because if you are right, you're going to win a share of $10 million U.S. dollars. That is smackaroos and bonus bets. Everyone can get on the action when Gronk takes his shot at redemption before Super Bowl 58 here in 11 days' time. Whether you're Team Make or Team Miss, just head to the FanDuel Sportsbook app, get your pick in, and it is absolutely free. Then, Bob, it's pretty easy. All you got to do, tune in before the game to see Gronk's kick live. Yeah, not John Cena. They left him at the table. They don't need him. It's going to be Gronk. So you'll win your share of the $10 million in bonus bets if you get it right. So if you're new to FanDuel, just visit FanDuel.com slash juice to sign up. That's important. Make every moment more with FanDuel, the official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 older and present in Ohio. No purchase necessary. $10 million prize pool to be split equally among all eligible participants. You made the correct pick. Prizes issued as non-withdrawable bonus bets. It expires seven days after receipt. Restrictions apply. See full terms at FanDuel.com. FanDuel.com slash sportsbook gambling problem. Call 1-800-GAMBLE. All right, so Buckeyes men's basketball team goes down to Illinois last night. Uh, Shark, be thankful you didn't have to watch it again. So that I, was, that I was said nice. Alexa, 97.1, the fan. And I got to listen to Ronnie Washington, Washington and, and Paul. I, got to, I listened to a little bit when I was running the kids around the first half and then flipped it on. Like, wait, what's on TV? I was like, yeah, the Buckeye Hoops team. RG turned to the cable. I go put it on Peacock. So what's on there? I go, Buckeye basketball. Mm-hmm. Big time. We're going to find that. They, to be fair to them, they deserve to be relegated to the stream right now. I just, I, I can't. I, I, it's terrible. Watching on the stream, not being able to change the channel was atrocious. You were, lo- you were, I mean, literally locked in. And not in like a physical sense or an emotional sense where you were locked in necessarily to the game, you were trapped. I mean, it was a trap. Yeah, you were trapped. Like you being can't a POW. Leave. Yeah, basically. I mean, I want to be able to watch other things and, and flip around a little bit. Didn't have that option. So I kept hanging there waiting for a run to happen. The second half, they closed it to 10, missed some free throws, uh, they'd give up a three. I mean, defensively was the real issue. I mean, yeah. it, the offense, they were scoring plenty of points. It was really more the fact that they couldn't get stops. At the end. Yeah, it just it's another unremarkable loss. And I saw Pat, our good friend Pat Murphy, among others, tweet out the attendance last night. And, and I think it was like three minutes ago before tip-off and there was nobody in the building. So I went to dinner with some friends last night, uh, Meredith and I and William did. We were over in Grandview and it was around ah, 6.30-ish, 6.40. We started to leave. I'm like, Buckeye basketball starts, you know, uh, here coming up at 7 o'clock. So it's been around 6.30, 6.40-ish. We're driving on 3.15. I'm like, I don't know if I want to get on 3.15. Game day traffic, Buckeye basketball traffic. Um, and so I saw Murph tweet out the picture of like the very low attendance. 
And as we were driving by Lane and we were driving by Ackerman on 315 North, I mean, the parking lot, not the parking lot, but the cars like were just wrapped all the way, like back to the Olentangy exit and then almost back to the Lane exit from Ackerman. Yeah. Like it was an absolute mess trying to get in there uh, last night. But I think, I mean, just it's the worst place the to late be. late arriving crowd. <laughs> they didn't really need to go. The worst place to be as a sports fan really as an organization as you want or a program is for your fans to be apathetic. Yeah. And that's, that's where I'm at right now. I mean, I, I don't know how you are. I turned it off with like under, the under 12 timeout in the second half. I'm like, nope, just no, it's not going to happen. I don't know. I don't know why I'm going to continue to watch this. I hung in there hoping for it to happen beam. And as it would go between, you know, 10, 11, 12, yeah. then up to like 15. I don't know if you got to 17. It was just back and forth. Um, there was a, Play at the very end, and this Thidoff t- texted me over. Yes, so do you know what the Buckeyes went last January? Last January? Yeah. No. Uh, they were two and seven. Nice. What their record is this January? Two and well, yeah, two and seven. Two and six. Ooh, slightly better winning percentage <laughs> just due to the lack of one less game played. Yeah. Uh, but what was Chark? You didn't watch the? Did you listen to the whole game? Uh, yeah. I would like to know how Paul and Ronnie, I couldn't even, I, I didn't even want to go back and replay to see who it was. There was a play out of bounds under Ohio State's hoop, maybe three minutes to go, two minutes, somewhere in there. Game was mostly out of reach unless they had made, you know, sort of bombing threes. They threw the ball in from under the basket, their own basket. Okay. And time was getting short on the countdown, so they throw it. It's going to half court, and I'm not sure who it was. It wasn't Thornton or Gale. It was one of the younger guys. It may have been Middleton, I, and I'm, I don't want to attribute blame to him. But I sat there, and it was a teachable moment for my kids because the ball is like bounces right before half court. He gets to it. And like I said, I'm not, I couldn't even go back and watch it because I was like, how can you be a college, be, have played basketball this long and not understand this rule? Touches it to try to save it from going into the backcourt. And I told my son, like, when you pass it in from out of bounds, you can throw it directly into the backcourt as long as you don't touch it in the front court first. Yeah, correct. But he jumped over to try to save it as if it was going out of bounds. And there was, like, no one around him. Yeah, as long, it was, I mean, subsequently resulted in a turnover. Right. Because there was really no one there for him to throw it to. But I'm like, just let it hit and catch it in the backcourt. What are we doing? Like, it was a full brain aneurysm, Shark. I mean, I thought I thought he died. That was the only logical explanation that his brain exploded. Yeah, that... Um, did you hear... Did you, did you, I, you, I did hear it. Well, and, how did Paul and Ronnie describe well, that? Well, Ronnie said, basically said the same thing. Let you the did. ball hit and get No, he said he obviously didn't know the rule. How is that possible? I don't know. How are you in the middle at of JR, January how, and you least, don't know... I, I'm not even going to put that on Holtman. How is it possible that you played basketball this long and you don't understand that? Like that, that is totally befuddling to me. I can't put that on his college coach. How were you taught that in high school? Middle school, AAU, someplace along the way. Yeah, they're a disaster right now. It was just, and I'm, I'm saying, when things things go bad and they spiral and they snowball, I'm like, oh my gosh, but I'm talking to my 10-year-old, and I'm like, you know when we throw it in from the side, how we go? I go, you can do it under the basket. There's yeah. teams when you can't get it in, they just chuck it in the backcourt. Start the offense. Be all good. It's no less than ideal if you want to try to get a quick scoring opportunity, but it's perfectly legal. 
I'm like, I, I was watching that in utter disbelief. I'm, so, gl- I'm glad I didn't. It's a teachable moment for my 10 and 7-year-old who played basketball. I'm glad I didn't watch that. That was that I'm was the pretty... point where I'm like, I, I put my head down. I'm like, I can't. <laughs> can't. My head into my hands. I felt like forgetting Sarah Marshall, the Dracula musical. Die. Die, die, die. die. I can't. Well, I can't. Hey, good news. Jackets won last night. They did. Two, one two, nothing. Two, two, and one, baby. Two, two, and one. You got that correct. Uh, Jean-Luc got that correct. So we feel good about that. It was their first shutout. Coach. Did you, do you know so this? I, do you I, know the number? Probably in a year. I don't know. No. Even better. Two plus years. Jeez. January 13th of 2022. So was I was saw shutout. that. I saw they scored. I was in bed. And I'm like, they scored in the third. Zero, zero. Yeah. Like, can they... Stayed this off. I checked with five minutes, and then I read a little bit. I'm like, you know what? I'm going to check to see how this thing, bad boy, turned out. I mean, with, like, the amount of trepidation, <laughs> I felt like I was watching the Blair Witch Project. And I clicked on that thing, and oh, my goodness, they won. I was like, 2-2-0-1, baby. Got it done. It's a Christmas miracle. It really was. Had to go to the loo. One of the newest Buckeyes, quarterback Will Howard, had his first media availability at Ohio State. You're going to hear that next. Morning Jupes right here on The Fan. Fan traffic. From the Atlas Butler Plumbing Services Traffic Center. Good morning. Heading out the door, you'll be happy to find accident-free conditions for the early drive. Traffic right now, traveling 71 from Polaris Parkway to 70. You're right on time. That is just an 11-minute commute this morning. No problems either as you travel on 670 westbound from 270 to 70. That is a nine-minute drive. The early morning commute is still a fairly quiet one through the area. I'm Heather Pasco for 97.1, the fan track. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Here's a list of undisputed facts. Beamer is round. Shark was a swinger. And no one derails a show like Bobby Carpenter. No one. This is Morning Juice. Buckeye players had media availability yesterday for the first times their Ohio State career. Here from Caleb Downs, Seth McLaughlin, Quinshot Judkins, Will Howard, Will Kamarek. Is that how you pronounce his name? Kid from OU. Be fun. Adding some power in the tight end room. A nice couple of years in Athens. Decides to come up here to Columbus. Will Howard had media availability yesterday. Um, your highest, newest Ohio State Call quarterback, Big Bill, Big Billy, Big Billy style. He had his first media availability yesterday. And for those of you that don't know or who have not watched any Will Howard tape or did not watch any Kansas State games the last few years where he was tasked with leading that offense, here's Will Howard yesterday describing what kind of a quarterback he is and what he brings to this program. Where I was coming from at K-State, it was a very run-heavy offense, especially quarterback run-heavy, which I was very happy to do and didn't mind doing at all. I'm excited here to where I feel like it's more of a, where I I can be that pocket passer and, and also use my legs when I need to. You know, I feel like my strength is in my arm but I also feel like I can I can do really good things with my legs and obviously being a quarterback you need to you need to make those plays when 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 you need them all right there we go from the big dog well Howard saying yeah mix it up a lot over there at Kansas State gonna be tasked with 
having a little bit more pocket presence here at Ohio State. But if a play breaks down, one and a half seconds, two and a half seconds, three and a half seconds, boom, go. Well, I think there's also the play like they're a run-heavy offense, so you can have some designed quarterback runs in there for him too, Beam, opening th- some things up in the red zone and short yardage. Mm-hmm. Uh, like I said, you're not going to make a living off that. That's not something that Ryan wants to do all the time. But having that as an option provides an ele- a- another element, another threat in this offense that you need a quarterback, unless they're C.J. Stroud, they could just carve people up. You need somebody who is going to be able to be a viable running threat. We've seen that in college football. Absolutely, we have. And with the weapons that you have and the run game that you have with Quinshawn Judkins and Travion Henderson, and we'll hear from Quinshawn Judkins uh, coming up in our next hour around 720 uh, in the next in the next hour. Um, I mean, you got those two guys, obviously Quinshawn Judkins, new running back, Travion Henderson returning. Uh, and then you have the litany of talent that you have in the wide receiver room. I mean, you got a ton of weapons, Bob, and you have to think like if you even just add one more piece with Will Howard's threat to run, a little RPO, a little option, like whatever it is, sprinkle it in there. Again, you don't need to run it twenty times a game, fifteen times a game, twelve times a game, uh, even. Like you just do that from time to time. Like all of a sudden, defense going to be on its heels. Like, oh, I, I have no idea which which guys to guard here. I don't know what they're up to. Well, and that's. It just limits which the coverage you can play on the back end when you have the quarterback run. And especially in the red zone when the run fits get tighter for the safeties because there's not as much space that they have to cover. And you saw Ryan Day last year want to utilize Devin Brown's legs and the ability to kind of run that until he hurt, hurt his ankle. But that they want that to be a wrinkle in the offense. And so that's something that you can now work in with Will Howard because he's a big physical guy that can get downhill and go make plays. We've talked a lot over the last couple of weeks about Bill O'Brien moving on from the New England Patriots, coming here to Columbus, and what kind of style of offense is he going to bring? Is it going to be a brain trust between uh, him and Ryan Day and Brian Hartline? What are they kind of, kind of going to conjure up? And here was Will Howard's thoughts on Bill O'Brien uh, and what he brings as an offensive coordinator. He seems like just very relatable, someone that I can get along with really well. Um, very smart. I mean, he's been around for how long doing this and and um, has done some really really good things at some really big time places um, you know just the experience that he brings and that I'll be able to uh, you know feed off of and, and kind of just really just learn from him um, and kind of bounce ideas off of him because um, you know he's really personable he's a, he's a player's coach he wants to do what we want to do and cater to our strengths and he wants to run our offense and that's that's big time well coach you hard too I was reading a piece in the athletic where talking um, they talked to some former Penn State players and what it mean f- means for yeah. Bill O'Brien to come here to Ohio State and go against the Nittany Lions once a year. And I think it was Matt McGloin's like, you know, I wanted to be coached hard. And I told Bill O'Brien straight up, like from the jump, like, I want to be coached hard. Please do that. And he was like, and then it, every day necessarily wasn't hell, but he, he was, oh, he was yeah. coaching me really hard and trying to extract that greatness out of me. Matt McGloin. Maybe not greatness. I don't think that we mentioned between the two, but still got Penn State back to a place where they had all every kinds of nasty drew stuff goodness, going on. Drew the goodness, he drew out of the him. decentness out of Matt McGloin, drew that out of him. But I mean, it still stands. Like I mean, he'll he'll coach it up. He'll mix it up on the sidelines. I mean, we've seen him and Tom Brady. Was it him, and Tom Brady? I mean, oh, just yeah. screaming at each other on the sidelines. Absolutely. And people are like, oh, you know, worried about his demeanor. I'm like, listen, man, he, he'll be fine. He's a competitive guy. He relates well to his players. There's a reason why. His players will scream back at him. They have good relationships. And I don't think you're going to see that often, if at all, here at Ohio State. It's It'll be something where he's going to bring a little different spin to it. He'll be a good sounding board for Ryan. They'll try to, 
I'm sure they're going to keep a lot of the terminology the same so the players don't have to necessarily learn new terminology and then integrate some of Bill's ideas, which there's some similarities there with Ryan, but they've never coached before together. So it's key. You're adding a fresh thought process into the mix when they're starting to design some of this stuff. On a scale of 0 to 10, uh, how much fun did you have watching the Cotton Bowl Um, last month? Well, I mean, minimal. Um, five, first half, like six, seven, second half, three, four, average out to five. Yeah. Solid 50%. At, at seven, that's an maybe. F. That's an F. Yeah. Well, but if it's baseball, it's the hall of fame. So, True. Like first ballot best to ever do. Yeah. Even, even on the low end. But yeah, I mean, if you're talking about just simple grading, yeah, if you're not, I think I said it was a C to be in the first half. Defense, I had a fun time. Yeah, that's watching. what I'm saying. While well, the defense was still holding on and the offense, you know, hadn't done anything to, you know, and they looked like they, there were some bright spots and you thought coming out of halftime might get it going a little bit. And unfortunately, that, that never materialized. Here was Will Howard yesterday about his thoughts while watching the Cotton Bowl. I was really just watching it just because, I mean, we played Missouri, lost to him this past year on a, on a heartbreaking field goal from like 62 yards. So, like, I, I, I was just watching the game as more of just a fan. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, the the things that Coach Day does in his offense and that Coach O'Brien does, um, I feel like really fit my my type of build, my type of player. Um, you know, where I was coming from at K State, it was a very run heavy offense, especially quarterback run heavy, um, which I was very happy to do and didn't mind doing at all. I, I'm excited here to where I feel like it's more of a, you know, where I, I can be that pocket passer and, and also use my legs when I need to. Um, but you know, I feel like my strength is in my arm. Um, but I also feel that was the same cut that we just heard. Well, it was the extended version. Extended of version. It. I, I love it when someone cuts an abbreviated version of a longer version and doesn't delineate the fact that this is a shorter version of the same one. So that if you go to play this, talking about that, but also embedded in that is these comments here that it's going to be more abrupt. So, yes, that was fantastic right there, Beam. I had a bad time watching the Cotton Bowl. Of course. I'll tell you that much. Not only Will was exactly excited, but he was excited to get here. I mean, this is one of the places in his selection set. He said he had it circled from Jump Street and was hoping you know to be able to get a chance to come here. We know that Ohio State has weapons. What about his impression so far of true freshman Jeremiah Smith? Dude, he's a dude, man. I, I haven't I haven't gotten to talk to him that much yet, um, You know, just because we've been in different groups lifting and stuff. Um, but man, he's a specimen. I mean, that dude is, is a freak show when it comes to physical. I mean, he is, I, I, I'm excited to see him out on the field and in live action. It'll be, it'll be fun. Dude, dude, specimen freak show. Yeah. He's got a lot there. The super freak, the Rick James, if you will, shark. Mm -hmm. So that's very exciting coming in. And listen, let me tell you about this. Like if you want to become the super freak, if you want to improve the version of yourself, don't just give up with your resolutions. If they're not taken off, especially the physical ones. You want to go see my friends over at Affinity Whole Health, just like I did seven years ago. Affinity, they're the leader in the testosterone, testosterone hormone replacement therapy industry. If you're lacking some mental clarity, energy, libido, all these different things, you want to get better, go talk to Affinity. They're fantastic. With Affinity, you get everything. You have patient, dedicated patient care coordinators. Allie and Jamie are great. They're available to help with scheduling, placing orders, answer all your questions. If any, they ship it fast right to your house so you can give your treatments at home. You never have to drive to the office. It's going to save you time. It's how I do it. It's the only way I could ever get it done. 
So ask about combining you know, their TRT program with peptides, semi-glutide for weight loss. They've got a bevy of options. They'll customize them to you. I'm adding some of the peptides into my plan, and they're phenomenal, and I've noticed a big difference. So get started for free right here at feelgreatcolumbus.com. That's feelgreatcolumbus.com. Super Bowl 58 tickets are shattering records for pricing. That and Quick Hitters next. Morning Jupes right here on The Fan. Fan traffic. From the Atlas Butler Plumbing Services Traffic Center. Early commuters are finding a bit of a slowdown. Now we do have an accident on Wilson Road, south of Roberts Road. Use some caution in the area. Watch for emergency crews on scene. Taking a look at the morning drive, though, traveling on Route 315 southbound from 270 to 70. Right on time, that is just an 11-minute drive. Traffic volumes around the region are building. We're mostly moderate on the freeway. I'm Heather Pasco for 97.1, the fan traffic. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call. Clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Done. What's the going rate for a good babysitter? Also, Shark needs a raise. You're listening to Morning Juice. We here on the Juice are brought to you by our good friends over at Affinity Whole Healthy Leader in testosterone and hormone replacement therapy. You can, of course, visit them on the line. And feelgreatcolumbus.com. Morning Juice presents Quick Hitters. Hey, Shark. Yes. 40 minutes till Coaster Bob. Oh, he's standing in line right now. It's got you juiced. Going through that maze. 40 minute wait till he gets up to the top of that hill. You know, having the Super Bowl in Las Vegas is proving to be a dream for ticket brokers, at least on the secondary market. Super Bowl 58 will be the first Super Bowl ever held in Vegas. And who doesn't want to go there? So far, the average ticket on the reselling market has gone for $10,752. That's the average ticket. 26% of the buyers have identified themselves as 49ers fans. The cheapest ticket sold so far was for $8,529. The most expensive was for a seat in a suite that went for (laughs) $60,130. Well, there's a lot of good food out there in Vegas. You think there's any money laundering going on oh with these ticket gosh. schemes? Like, well, the part of it is too, is that usually when you go there, you have to factor in like your cost of transit and your cost of lodging. For Vegas, those things are relatively cheap. There's a lot of flights. To Normally, get there. hotels are cheap, there's, but this week they could be. Oh no! I I listen. I I would could have got a cop to hotel room this week. I mean, listen, you know how many hotel rooms are there versus other cities? Yes. Like, Vegas was built for this. Yeah. And so, listen, if you're going to go out there and gamble, they'll get you a hotel. I mean, so that's, uh, I got my Grazi stuff. It came through. It's like, hey, get your four-night stuff. And I looked at it, and it was over the Super Bowl weekend, and there, were no, there was no blackout on it. And it was like a four-week run. So I'm like, hey, they want to get people out there. They have the hotels to do it. Normally, cities are constrained by the fact that people are staying an hour and a half away. That's not the case here. Yeah, tickets. I mean, not tickets. I mean, hotel. They did bump up the price of hotel. Yeah, but if you're like, yeah, but, if you but yeah, it, I mean, if you're a rewards member or whatever, if you you're there, you're, you're getting, player, you're getting yeah. your hotel for free. Like and a, there's plenty of stuff to do. A room for Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Leave on Monday at Caesar's Palace is going for a grand a night. 
And that's just a like, grand a night. Yeah, that's. Ooh. I mean, that's without. You know, like if you're again, the, if you're a rewards only, member, you if you're a player, pay for that. If yeah. that's if you're not playing, right. Like that's the thing. If you go to these places, they'll play, they'll they'll take care of it. And probably a lot of people that are buying up the tickets are the hotels, mm-hmm. so they can give out to people who are going to go there and play big. I also think, though, Bob, in addition to the whatever it is, sixty, seventy thousand tickets, there will be another, I don't know, hundred, two hundred thousand people. Just fly into town just yeah. because the Super oh, Bowl's sure. there. That sure, won't yeah. go to the game, but that they want to be there. By the way, <clears throat> on the corner of you know uh, uh, what's the name of that? What's the name of that medieval castle out there? The medieval castle. Oh, the hotel. You know what I'm talking about, Bob? No. Circus Circus. No. Treasure Excalibur. Island. Oh, Excalibur. On the yeah. corner, okay. that's got Excalibur. Is that on the south end? And that would be on the south end on the west side. Across the street is MGM. Cata Corner is Tropicana. And the fourth hotel there would be maybe New York, New York. There are more hotel rooms at that intersection than anywhere in the world. <laughs> Unbelievable. That Excalibur has 5,000 rooms. Vegas, Vegas Just had, that one that one block without the rest of the yes. strip. So Las Vegas has over 150,000 hotel rooms. It's crazy. So I point. It sounds like, like Columbus. They're more like they're more they're better equipped to handle this than any other country yeah. or any other state in the country, city in the country. It's not even close. And it's walkable too. I mean, yes. walk, I mean it's a long, it's a far walk, but you can go back yeah. and forth to wherever you want. It's interesting when you're out there. You think, oh, you know, the Mirage. That's only two hotels up. <laughs> it takes you 25 minutes to get there. We walked from the Win down to the MGM Grand. Yeah, okay. and that was a that was a nice. Walk. So here's here's uh, here's for perspective. Miami, Florida, Vegas has over 150 thousand. Miami has 58 thousand. That's crazy. Miami is a huge. You know, Vegas yes. isn't a Vegas, big city. It's, all it's on, just a strip. It's all on top of each other. That's yeah. what I'm saying. It has basically three times the amount and probably one tenth the size. Yeah. Oh like yeah. The, the geographic span, maybe less than that. And they can build it out as much as they want too, because there's. Going into desert. Well, I mean, you can, but eventually you've got to water that at some point. And, oh. you know, the Colorado, eventually those cities will all dry up and they will die. It'll be like the lost city no of Atlantis. There's no way to get water there anymore. Yes. Except opposite, where it won't be underwater, it will just be lacking water. Yes. Currently, all 14 schools play in the Big Ten postseason basketball tournament. The four teams, top four teams, get two round buys, then the five through eight seeds get a first round by but that is going to change next season the format will change when the four pack 12 schools join the league only 15 of the 18 schools in the newly constructed big 10 will get to play in the conference tournament seeds one through four still get the two-day by then seeds five through nine get the first round off Beamer, they have to leave three teams out so they can still fit the tournament into a five-day window. Yeah, teams 16, 17, well, and 18. an odd number of teams in the tournament, by the way. So five through nine, that's I, five teams. I understand. They play the five teams that... So the one seed is the only one that gets the double buy then? No, the top right. four get double buys. Oh, that's right. Yeah, um, yeah it's just it's kind of odd, kind of weird, kind of wonky, but at the same time... Only like, the yeah. Big Ten would have an odd number of teams get in. I don't Tell know. me another I, one. Well, I don't. I don't know because I'd, I'd. I'd have to look at the, the conference. FA Cup seven hundred and twenty nine. 
FA Cup. <laughs> well, it takes an 11 years, 11 months to play it. <laughs> yeah, I saw this come down yesterday, like from the Big Ten itself, and I'm looking at it like, yeah, it's probably the right move. Like, And what you have to do, three teams are going to be left out. And God forbid Ohio State is one of those three teams ever. I mean, that will be a disaster if you miss out on the Big Ten tournament, 16, 17, 18. If you're down in that bottom rung, that's that's deserving. Probably where they would be at this year. I mean, if if it started this year, start. No, I don't think so. Quite yet. We'll see. There's hey, good news for that. There's still time. There's still time. Science fiction is becoming a reality each new day that we venture forward. That the re-rack next morning juice right here on the fan. Fan traffic from the Atlas Butler Plumbing Services Traffic Center. Good morning. Traffic is a little slow because of a crash with emergency crews on scene. It's Wilson Road south of Roberts Road. So be prepared to adjust your speeds in that area. Overall, though, I'm watching just uh, the building traffic volumes on your main roads and freeways. On the east side, traffic 270 at Morrison Road is still moving pretty well in both directions. I'm Heather Pasco for 97.1, the fan traffic. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. The hardest part of your workday is over. You've managed to get out of your fart sack. Attention campers, lunch has been canceled today due to lack of hustle. Deal with it. This is Morning Juice. Hour number two of the program for us. On a Wednesday, Brandon Bean, Bobby Carpenter, Mark the Shark. Coming up here at 7.35 this morning, Matty Andrews, Ohio State Sports Network. He's going to join the program, talk a little hoops with him. A little women's basketball as well. They're continuing to roll in January. They got a game coming up tomorrow against Bucky Badger at home. So we'll talk some Buckeye hoops with Maddie coming up here uh, at seven thirty-five this morning. Then at eight thirty-five, Bill Landis of the podcast dotting the eyes. He's going to join the program. He was over at the Woody yesterday talking to these new Buckeyes. What did he take away from that? What is his expectations for this upcoming spring at Ohio State? Going to check in with Bill Landis coming up here again around seven or excuse me eight thirty-five a little bit later on. Keeping you informed about what's trending this morning. It's time for a little re-rack on Morning Juice. Sponsored by Billiards Plus, the largest selection of pool tables, darts, and shuffleboard in central Ohio. Billiards Plus on Dublin Center Drive in Dublin. Set in the 6 o'clock hour, say it again. The worst place you can be as an organization or a program is for your fans to be apathetic. And that's where I'm at with Buckeye basketball right now. 87-75. They lose last night to Illinois. Homestand had an opportunity to get something done. No. No thanks. I think Illinois got up to a 12-point lead. They cut it down to 6, and then it balloons back up to 10. They cut it to 8. It goes to 12. Like They just could never find their footing last night. And uh, for the second game in a row now, uh, I have turned that sucker off in the second half. I just can't. I'm not. I'm just not going to do it. Are you for punishment, Beam? Uh, sometimes. It, de- it depends on what the punishment is. I haven't hung on to the very bitter end. Hoping for a little bit of a turn. You know, they cut it to 12 eventually at the end, but it'd go to 10, back to 15, 10, 15. Could never feel like they could get, you know, get a score and then get a stop. You know, they get a couple, maybe a stop or two, and then they give up a three. And just never really felt like they were going to get over the hump. But, yes, I stayed till the very bitter end just to see if there was the ability to have it turned around. And they did not do that. And bad news for them, they hit the road coming up on Friday. They get to play Mount Fran and the Iowa Hawkeyes. 
Um, Jackets won a game last night, one to nothing. All right. Why is that significant, you ask? One, before because they went 2-2-1 two, two, and one on their Western swing. Uh, so that's good. You nailed that. You and Jean-Luc got that right on the head. The other big news and why that's a big win for the Jackets, it was their first shutout since January 13th of 2022. That's two years' time they haven't had a shutout. And they did it last night on the road in St. Louis. Sweep of the Blues, too, this year. Anytime you can do that against them, you're going to take that to the bank. I saw a tweet last night from Blue Jack at Blue Jacket Stats. It's a list of people who were alive when the CBJ had their oh, the last Jackets shutout. Jackets put this out? Is this one? No, of the sort? Oh. no, this is, sorry, not the like actual Columbus Blue Jackets official it's a fan, account. It's a fan, it's a fan account. account. There you go. Sata Data Trends polls and other stuff for the Columbus Blue Jackets. Check out First Ohio Battery for more. So that's like the 11 Warriors ring, wing wing. Uh, of the Blue Jays. Yeah, the 11 Warriors wing. That's a tongue twister if I've ever said it. Mm. Their last shutout on January 13th of 2022. Queen Elizabeth II still alive. Yeah, good for her. She was about 100. Gilbert Gottfried, still alive. Taylor Hawkins him. of Foo Fighters, still alive. Gosh. Naomi Judd, Coolio, Loretta Lynn, Angela Lansbury, Pele. Angela Lansbury? Yeah. Oh. Aaron Carter. Yeah. Ray Liotta, Olivia Newton-John, Kirstie Alley. That's, I mean, we were just in a much better place then. I agree. We've lost our minds. Lost a lot of great folks these last two years, Shark. I talk mm. about it every day. Keep adding my, my keep list. Adding keep adding to the list. Longer. The birth list gets longer. The death list definitely gets longer. The death rolls. Got a good one for you tomorrow. A lot of, a lot of star power on today in history. Tomorrow. A lot of energy and pop. Yeah. You know what? I sh- we should talk to talk to Chris about this. So, you know, we, I coach my son's fourth-grade basketball team and lost two in a row over the weekend. Not great. And we've been – we're not a great free-throw shooting team. We've gotten better fourth-graders, man. It's it's not like you're out there shooting 80%. If we make like 60, that's good. Yeah. And one of the kids on the team was like, hey, if everyone wants to scrimmage, like – well, that's not, we're not getting any better. We're doing drills, buddy. We're drilling it out today. Mm-hmm. We lost we lost two games in a row, and they weren't great. So we got to get better. Got to avoid stuff. this January slide. Yeah, we got to get better at some things. And so they're always scrimmage, scrimmage, scrimmage. Like, all right. And then one of the guys asked, he goes, "Hey, can we get on the line? And we someone comes out and shoots a free throw, and if we miss it, we have to run." I'm like, "Yeah, you're asking that. We really don't do a lot of conditioning. I try. We try to keep like quick pack." Uh, quick practice tempo and your conditioning that way. Yeah. I was like, bro, if you want to do that, by all means, let's do it. Do you feel like Herb on the line? That's basically what it was. Again. Um, we had eight players at practice. Two guys were out. Well, one guy got ended up getting fouled and got nicked up a little bit. And then uh, one of the, we were missing one. So normally we have 10. So we started. I did it with like, pulled it like three or four minutes to the left in practice. I'm like, all right, on the line. Say, so, hey, Hunter, man, this is your drill. <laughs> you so you lead the do. charge. So he wants to shoot first. Kids are all excited. I'm like, you really want to? I mean, I remember in middle school, people would dread don't call me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Don't put me into that. Because if you paper. miss, it's on, hey, it's on you. And then sometimes coach would be like, all right, double or nothing. Yeah. <laughs> like, you really guys want to go down, down and back twice? Or are you just content with going once? And so he did it all eight times. And they made three. Our best kids, 
Did you go full length down back? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Full length down and back. The the kids who probably I thought were the best free throw shooters missed both of theirs. Wow, crumbled under the pressure. Oh, no, they I mean, they're good strokes. Like, here's the thing. (laughs) Missing and, like, choking are two different things. If you're a 70% free throw shooter and you miss one, you've made, you know, six of seven already. Like, you're falling within the percentage. It's just how it works. Now, if you, like, airball, now that's a choke. You're in your head. If you miss it, bad. But if you have a good stroke, that just happens. They went three of eight. And then also combined, so like I wanted to make make an example because we've played teams that have shot a lot of threes, and I don't endorse the shooting of threes by fourth graders <laughs> <laughs> on a ten foot rim, dude. Like it's and these guys try to shoot off the bounce. No and, green and light it, as soon as they cross the well, timeline. The team will make like four threes on us, even though they shot twenty five of them. They're like they made so they didn't miss. I go no, they made two in a row and then missed eight. But you guys only focus on the two that they made, and so we do like. Lay up like a layup drill where like, hey, put a minute on the clock, back and forth, you have a rebounder, just going block to block. Yeah. And then we'll do like elbow to elbow. And the shooting percentage, I mean, like literally cuts down to a, a quarter of it. And then I said, you know what, guys? You want to do threes? We'll do threes. If anyone can make five, three, five threes in a minute, we won't. I go, if not, we'll do 10 push-ups. Love that. Oh, okay, yeah. So you do it. And I was hoping to get, we do two groups. Obviously, you switch back and forth. I mean, one of the kids hit five in the first one. He yeah. probably shot. He probably shot fifteen. But well, we he's had got like, green light for the but next. But we game. had like three total made out of the other four, three kids going, <laughs> and then when they flipped, the other kids, the other group of four made three total. And I'm like, okay, guys, outside of what Jack was shooting over here, like this he, little guy, don't worry about that. Yeah, guy. I know, but even at him, he's not shooting a winning percentage. He probably was about 30%, 33%, but he made five. But the rest of you guys were awful. I mean, we probably shot over 100 and made about eight or nine. <laughs> so this is not good. <laughs> and so we're not, this is why we're not going to shoot them. Okay? But I look cool when I do it. Oh, you look great until the ball, you see it hit nothing or hit the backboard or over the backboard or whatever. It's terrible. <laughs> So that's so I'm like, hey, I just saw proofs of the pudding. You guys want to do this? I mean, we're three for eight from free throws, okay? No one's even trying to guard us. You want to step back and launch threes? Back. And these were unguarded threes, by the way. I tell all the kids, I go, if you can sit there and hit four of ten unguarded threes, then we'll talk. I have a discussion about you having the green light. <laughs> but you think you can make them unguarded off a pass versus everyone uh, wants to shoot them off the dribble. Why? Because Steph Curry does that. Mm-hmm. So that's cool. Like, you're not strong enough to get it there, dude. You're shooting off your hip and... He's just going to put his hand up and push it back in your face. Hey, come on. Let's get real here. But, yeah, so that was that was the basketball. It's like, hey, little punishment. I go, I'm not going to view this as a punishment. Someone has to do it. You guys wanted this drill. It's an opportunity. If we made all eight free throws, and I'll just be standing here passing the ball back and forth. If not, you're going to run, sprint down, and get to the line and sprint back. Oh, thanks for uh, thanks for creating that, that drill then. Well, I didn't create it. That was my... One of the kids asked for no, it. No, I know. That's what I'm like, we used to thanking do in, him. We used to do it in middle school all the time. Like I've tried to refrain from that stuff because I don't want to be punitive in nature. But What's your offense at? A lot of backdoor cuts? Oh, well, yeah. four corners? Try, what are we doing? Four corners. If we could run Heavy four, iso ball? Coach, screen away the... We had a five-point lead with three minutes to go and lost by three points. Like the Four corners. Come on. I'm just trying to get them not to take bad shots 
and ten minutes into a ten seconds into a possession when you're up by two possessions with you have a, a shot minute. clock at that age or not? No, okay. they don't have a shot clock in high school. I, which B. is a I, why do you think they'd have a shot clock? It's for a grand travesty that they don't have a shot clock in high school. No way. <laughs> it levels the playing field, man. If Bob, you see, how did you lose that game? Because we ten seconds into the possession, we took a ill advised shot, missed it, went down, gave up a bucket, turned it over on the next drive, possession down. That's how. <laughs> I can tell you, I mean, it's easy. I'm like, can we just pass it around and not give them the ball? No. No, I'm exactly. going to take this three, we take 42 it. feet from the basket. Or we're going to try to go out and fast break and run on them, which I, I endorse. But I go, guys, there's two and a half minutes left. If they don't get the ball back, you realize they cannot win this game. They have to foul us. Now, if making the free throws, that's a whole other beast. Right. But, I mean, we're not building rockets. And so I'm like, hey, you watching this? See what's going on right here? Watching these, these basketball games in college? They have a shot clock. But even at that, mm-hmm. they're milking the thing down inside 10 seconds before they really are trying to get a shot, unless somebody even just gets out of the way. But at that, time is more important than the score. Right. Bleed it down. They don't have the ball. They can't score. No. So let's be smart about this. Got some good news for CJ yesterday. He's headed to the Pro Bowl game. So Saw that. It's awesome. It's really tremendous. You're going to compete alongside AFC quarterbacks Tua Tungavailoa, Lamar Jackson, and Orlando as a replacement for Patrick Mahomes. Obviously going to play in the Super Bowl here in a couple of days' time. Stroud percent completed 64% of his passes this year, 40, 108 yards, 23 mm. touchdowns, five picks across 15 appearances. I, that's great. Rookie CJ Stroud. Pro Bowler in his first year, alongside I believe Gardner Minshew, who also got a Pro Bowl nod. Come on, I, th- I think the Minshew maniac did get a. Who did he fill in for? That would be amazing. I saw it quickly on Twitter. Yeah, that's Pro Bowler Gardner Minshew to you. I remember one year Vince Young got in, and he was the like sixth person in the votes. The three guys all did not all declined, so they had to go to the next full three. I think that was maybe 2007 or 8 or something like that. Um, maybe 6. Maybe it's rookie year. But, yeah, it's uh, he was like the sixth guy. And so that's awesome for CJ. Is he the first? Did Arch Leister ever make a Pro Bowl, Shark? No, not a chance. He would be the I mean. Is he the first Buckeye quarterback to make a Pro Bowl? He's, he's got to be. How long have they been doing the Pro Bowl? These are all great questions. These are all great questions. <laughs> <laughs> We're all crickets. Short, I'm looking at you. you I know. You more Ohio State football uh, than anybody. 1951, they started the Pro Bowl. So, so seven, 2022, now they're the Pro Bowl games. The or Pro whatever. Bowl, the game is the actually Hunger Games. Done. Yeah. The odds be ever in your it's favor. Gotta, I mean, it's got to be the first ball. Gotta gotta fo- he's got to be it. Throw football with spikes at, at uh, people on death row. How about that? Um. He's got to be the first. He, yeah, I mean, he is. He's the Highlander shark. He is the first one. Can we get a, um, a meme of C.J. Stroud in a Highlander outfit? I will say this. Say it then. Tom Tupa played quarterback in the but NFL. He didn't make it as a quarterback. He made he it as, as a, a punter. That's fine. He got a trip there. There's been a lot of Buckeyes that have made the Pro Bowl, but I did not believe anyone had ever made it as a quarterback. No, I, I wouldn't think so. Mike Tomzak was probably... The most successful Ohio State quarterback. I think Hoying had one of maybe one of the best seasons, but I, he wasn't. Bob wasn't there. That's, yeah, it's it's got to be. We're gonna look that up in the break. I I don't need to look it up. I'm I, gonna. I'm, I'm gonna. We're saying it as fact. We just gotta say it confidently. I, I, I'm 
pretty sure. I'm 99. <laughs> I'm 97.1% sure. We are certifiably sure that CJ Stroud is the first Buckeye to ever make the Pro Bowl as a quarterback. Yes. Good for him. Speaking of the Buckeyes, some new ones had their first media availability as Ohio State players yesterday. You're going to hear from them next. Morning Juice right here on The Fan. Fan traffic. From the Atlas Butler Plumbing Services Traffic Center. The morning drive is a little slow. We've got an accident on the north side on 71 northbound, the off-ramp to 161. Watch for some slowdowns there. Also an accident on East Dublin Granville Road, eastbound at 71. And an accident with emergency crews, Wilson Road, south of Roberts Road. Use some caution in that area. And there is an accident, Orange Road at South Old State Road. I'm Heather Pasco for 97.1, The Fan Traffic. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. If you make a wise crack about Dayton pizza, Beamer will murder you dead. Ah, humor. I have it too. This is Morning Juice. We got it. We got it right. CJ Stroud, first pro bowler, first quarterback pro bowler in Ohio State history. We nailed that. All three of us thought it was true, and it was. Well, it was true as of last year. Would you say November 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 17th of 2023? There you go. And unless CJ Stroud made the pro bowl... Or not CJ, unless uh, Justin Fields made the Pro Bowl last year, then nah. that wasn't going to change. We're going to ask Albert about that uh, coming up tomorrow, because I follow a lot of... Every Thursday, 8.05, by the way. Every Thursday, 8.05, correct. A little over 24 hours away from now. It's the call long tease. Uh, I follow a lot of Chicago Bears stuff, and I get algorithm to see things that I don't even follow. You know, just pop up yeah. on, my, on my Twitter timeline. And I saw yesterday that Albert was doing a radio interview with a radio sports station up in up in Chicago and something along the lines of like there's an overwhelming majority thinking inside of the, around the NFL that the Bears are going to take Caleb Williams with the number one pick. So we got to ask him about that yeah. tomorrow. They could also be lying through their teeth because we know it's lying season. Yeah, to get that out there. And that would make sense to try to bolster the value of that pick. It seems like they probably want to move on. Um, we'll see... Uh, where they would trade Justin and what that would look like. I'd, I mean, be, th- I'd a, be thrilled for him. A fresh, uh, a change of scenery would be good for him. And I think he played well enough last year yeah. that we were going to bring it, bring him in and give him the opportunity to start and see what he can ultimately do. And if it's a situation where hopefully has a better line and better weapons and a more competent offensive coach, really it can't get any worse. Oh, it's a disaster. It's I mean, Chicago, disaster. I think, has a terrible offensive system. They're a horribly run organization got, is what they are. And below average offensive line, they had DJ Moore, a couple of playmakers, but it wasn't like you'd confuse this thing for the greatest show on turf. So it can't really get any worse. It can only get better. No, I, if he does get traded, I hope him that he has great success and that he comes back to bite the bears in the ass. Like that's just, that's just kind of me. That's where I'm at right now, but we'll talk to Albert about Trade that. Him to the Vikings. Yeah, sure. Whatever, whatever you want to do. Just hope that he fa- he just haunts you for the rest of his career. That's what I hope. Yeah, but what pick do the Vikings have? That's not a- that was a joke. They're not trading him to the Vikings. No, they're not trading him inside the division. 
Oh, yeah. yeah there, there's true. no way they would do that. Falcons, <laughs> maybe Falcons. I would say Atlanta is a viable option. Mm-hmm. They've got picks, I believe, and it's his home it's home city. Yep. They've got a new coach. Their quarterback situation is not great. They would probably like to have a young quarterback that's talented that you could get for probably. Probably a second or third rounder, I'm yeah. guessing. Mel Kuyper reported that it was going to take a first rounder to get him. Like, there's, I mean, no way. Yeah, they can say that no way. No want. way, it's going to be a first rounder. Like, that's not going to happen. So we'll that's what, why they're juicing up right now, right? Yeah, and so you think, well, then they'd be wanting to, you know, if they were trying to juice a first round, they'd be saying they're going to keep Fields, but right. I don't think that's going to be. They're not getting a first rounder out of them. Maybe, a, no, I, no one's doing it. No, I agree. I agree with that. It'll be a second or a third. High mid tier second round pick for them, if anything, is what you're going to get. But again, maybe they're lying through their teeth. I have no clue. We're going to check in with Albert Breer, the MMQB, coming up uh, tomorrow around 8.05. Buckeyes had some media availability yesterday. Let's hear from Mr. Downs, shall we? Caleb Downs came in, safety, true freshman, all American, led the Crimson Kaleeb, Tide. Caleb or Kaleeb? Kaleeb. Caleb. Did we get that straightened out, Shark? <laughs> I think it's Sharon. Yeah. Uh, Caleb Downs yesterday, obviously. Big time playmaker. Led the Crimson Tide at tackles. True freshman All American. Like, beast. Absolute monster at safety. Here was him talking about his development at his position and what he's looking forward to here with the Buckeyes. I think the development from when I was a kid, I've been training with my dad and my brother since I was four or five years old. So I don't want to say I was built for this, but I mean, at the end of the day, I've been doing this since I was a kid. So there's really been no change. I don't want to say I'm built for this. Built diff. But. I'm built for this. Yeah, he's going to be a hell of a player here. Hell of a player. He is, and I didn't realize I forgot. I didn't realize that was his brother who plays for the Colts. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, he's got a football family. I mean, his dad's been a you know been a college coach, heavily involved you know with his development, you know, which is key. And you see all that development now; it's manifesting itself in production on the field. It's a high quality individual and a very productive player. He's, his uncle is Dre Bly. Yeah, so he's a, he's the type of guy you want. That that makes sense now. Yeah. 11-year NFL vet, two-time yeah, pro bowler. <laughs> absolutely. Played for the Lions for a long time. Played his college football at Carolina. I mean, they've got, he's got some nice football roots then. Here's one more about Caleb Downs and his transition here to Ohio State. I feel like everybody's around here, around the building, has made it a really smooth transition. Um, it's definitely a change just because of the location moving, but... It's been a smooth transition because everybody around here is so good. Good people. Quinshawn Judkins, running back, formerly of Ole Miss, now of Ohio State, talked about his decision to play here with the Buckeyes. Well, I think growing up, you know, Ohio State isn't just a school you you hear about at that certain moment. You know, with all the accolades they've had, all the great players that have come through here. Some of my favorite running backs have played here. So, you know, it's always a school you've looked at growing up. And I think um, just with me being in the portal, it was a great situation to be in. It is a great situation for Ohio State to be in as well, adding a very, very talented young man to that running back room to pair, pair alongside Travion Henderson. Absolutely. Uh, it, it's interesting. I, I saw a stat, and I can't remember exactly what it was, but about his, I think, broken tackles or missed, forced missed tackles. Yeah, it's a lot. And it was, I mean, I think it led the SEC, but it would be the most that an Ohio State running back has had since J.K. Dobbins back in wow. 2019. Wow. So, I mean, he, he does he does some work. I mean, he's either running through guys or running around them and does a great job once you get him to the second level. So if you can block it up, he'll be able to you know take it to the house for you. 87.77, 87.7 yards per game, ranked number four in the SEC while he leads the conference and missed forced tackles at 69. Yeah. And yards after contact... 795 yards after contact for this guy. 
Yes, the latter of which accounted for 76% of his entire season rushing total. <laughs> that's that's pretty strong numbers right there. Yeah, so he's breaking through tackles. He's running around him. He's getting it done, and he's got the speed to take it the distance. What, a, what about his running style? What can we expect from him? I think I run tough. Uh, I'm very elusive, fast. You know, I have vision, patience. You know, I can make people miss. I can run you over. I can catch. I, can, You know, it's, it's very different. Tough, very elusive. Fast got the vid. I mean that he did a lot. He did a lot for him. He, <laughs> yeah, had, he had a ton of touches last year. I mean that's and that's part of the reason why I think he wanted to come here so he'd have the ability, you know, to still be productive, but he doesn't necessarily have to carry an entire offense. And he can split times with split some carries and, and catches and touches with uh, Travion Buckeye men's team ailing Buckeye women's team putting in a nice January. Maddie Andrews of the Ohio State Sports Network. He's going to join us next morning. Jupes right here on the fan. Fan traffic from the Atlas Butler Plumbing Services Traffic Center. With building traffic volumes, I'm seeing some slowdowns around some accidents out there on the north side. 71 northbound on the off ramp to 161. We do have uh, some delays there as you exit. Also on East Dublin Granville Road at 71, there's an accident with police and emergency vehicles partially blocking the roadway. Also an accident, Orange Road at South Old State Road. I'm Heather Pasco for 97.1, The Fan. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Counting down the days until Shark's retirement. You are listening to Morning Juice. Well, it's a happy Super Bowl to all those who celebrate from FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. I'm trying to figure out who doesn't celebrate the Super Bowl. There'll be 150 million people that watch it, so it means 150 don't, so... There's 150 who don't, you're not like me. But if you are like me, Super Sunday is all about scoring the best seat on the couch, grabbing your favorite snacks, mm. placing some super bets, get yourself some wings, get the right props in there. Christian McCaffrey, anytime touchdown, maybe a Travis Kelsey, catch total, try to figure out where that's going to land, total yards, parlay them all together. FanDuel Beam, they've got so many ways for you to end your season in a W or two or three or maybe an Super SGP. Shark says it's the last game of the season. Can't hold anything back. He's going to go with like a 12-game super parlay, like a 1,000-to-1 odds on something. Maybe put $1,000 down on it. Sharky may be retiring early off of that sucker. New customers who join today are going to get $200 in bonus bets. If your first $5 or more wins, just visit FanDuel.com slash juice to sign up. That's FanDuel.com slash juice. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sports bet partner of the NFL. Must be 21 and older, President Ohio, $10 first deposit required. Bonus issue does not withdraw, but bonus bets that expire seven days after receipt. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. We are joined this morning uh, in the studio by our great friend of the Ohio State Sports Network, Maddie Andrews. Maddie, thanks for the time, buddy. Coming in here early. I know you get a crazy next couple of days. Great to be here, fellas. I was going to do it over the phone from home. And I'm like, you know what? I, I'll get my morning juice together and get in here. So 
One to see you and Shark and Bobby. Yeah, that's sure. That's yeah. what you yeah. look forward to every day uh, is seeing us. Before we get into the January that the Ohio State women's basketball had, it, it was great. Can you tell us about your travel last week? Because it sound Matt, you were describing it to me a little bit earlier in the week, and it sounded like it was one of the more intense situations that you're going to find in travel across the region. Let's qualify this. We travel very well. Yeah. And we normally have, you don't even think twice about it, but the fog and the weather at the end of last week, getting the lady, the ladies and Ohio State's women's team, I, I shun from Lady Buckeyes, they don't like that. But anyway, getting them. They don't, why don't they prefer that? Uh, I was just told when I started, we prefer Buckeyes. So that's, that's, that's what I'm, what I'm going I with. I call them the men's team, call them the women's team. I mean, there's got to be some delineation in this world. Do, do your thing, but um, we're we're flying to Illinois, and we get to the airport Wednesday night to leave. Flight canceled, fog understood. So then there was a decision whether you're going to bus that night, bus the next morning, fly the next morning. And if you fly the next morning, there's no guarantee you'd get there. So the day of the game Thursday, the Buckeyes Ooh. flew out around 10 a.m. to Champaign. And if you don't get there via flight, you forfeit the game. The game is forfeited. Well, I don't know the answer to that. Okay. Um, but they would have rerouted us with the flight. The word was we were headed to Norfolk to land if we couldn't have gotten in to Shambana. So, you know, the airport in Champaign is in a cornfield mm-hmm. out in the middle of nowhere. Well, that's what everything is outside of Chicago and Illinois. <laughs> <laughs> and touche. So, so we land. The pilot says when we land, it's the uh, – the, the least amount of visibility they've ever had for him landing a plane. Perfect. We, we landed. We landed well. It was. They told us three times: be ready for a pullback, pull up if you hear the engine start because we can't see I the runway. I love that. So everybody was Did a little unnerved at that point. Little, went a little long. We land. We get to the. Uh, we went straight to the arena to shoot. We go then to the hotel, had the pregame meal. Three hours later, we're playing a game and trying to fly home. Well, we do fly home. We got out of there, no problem. The problem then was going to be becoming what the landing in Columbus was going to be like. Is this the same pilot? Different crew. We got uh, a different crew. Say, dude, the same guy. This guy's same, already bang tested. Same plane. He's okay. been drinking all day. He's relaxed. <laughs> He's ready to go. We got home, but the flight that was supposed to take 45 minutes took over an hour because about 20 minutes around. in, 20 minutes in, they had no idea the turbulence and the storm that was ahead. And so they were caught off guard. They came on the... Uh, the intercom had told us that they weren't aware of the turbulence, and it was as left and right and up and down in that That's jet great. as I've it makes ever you feel been alive, though, doesn't it? <laughs> sort of. <laughs> it does because you appreciate the fact Ooh. that you're still breathing. We got out of there. We landed in Columbus, and then turned around after a full day of nothing and flew the next day to Purdue. It came back, and no problem flying. It's just the fog was crazy. With the weather. I mean, it's that's a crazy story. I'm glad that you guys Thanks. made it and you were fine and the travel was good. In the meantime, they've been racking and stacking wins left and right. They're hot. 17 and 3. It's amazing that they won, so I feel a little better now about the slow start yeah. in the first half. Well, it's, it's a good point. I mean, they that's had, real. They had like, a terrible second quarter. Co- Coach McGuff mentioned during the pregame interview, I said, can you handle this group as a group with this veteran team you have? Can this help you get through this? Weird travel day, and and they did. And they never played great ball at Purdue. Purdue's a tough place to play at Mackey. 
Great environment there. They played and won there after a huge emotional win, two of them with Maryland and Iowa back to back. So it was a good job of taking care of business. And now they're going to do the same thing tomorrow against uh, a Badger team here in Columbus. It's a little overmatched. I like that. But the fact that you start the game, and no one really knows that heading in. I mean, Kevin will allude to it, but he's not going to outline, hey, here's why we may have had some issues in the first half, but you're able to get through that stuff, find a way, and then we get a win. I think that, that speaks to the veteran team. You get in at halftime, hey, let's not blow the momentum we have coming off Iowa, because I think that's what everybody was worried about. There were moments in those two games on the road for the Ohio State women where the reigning Big Ten player of the week and the reigning national player of the week, Cody McMahon, mm-hmm. was unstoppable. You could see her, and she gives great effort, but you could see her effort. Hard. You could see her effort level in the in the final minutes when the game was still in the balance. She was getting the rebound. You weren't. <laughs> she was two assists from a triple-double at Purdue. But her effort was incredible, especially when the game was still questionable. Take you back as we check on Matt Andrews, the Ohio State Sports Network here, uh, the Bryant Heating and Cooling Systems Studio, uh, I guess we'll call it for today. Um, but uh, take you back to the Xfinity Center in College Park. I mean, that has been a house of horrors for everybody in the Big Ten. Uh, they had only lost before that Ohio State lost seven times in the last ten years at home in conference play. We asked Kevin McGuff right after the Iowa game because it was two huge wins in a row. Bang, bang. Maryland on the road and then Iowa in a great environment at the shot at home. Like that was the springboard, I think, for this team as they got into a really important stretch to try to find their footing. And now you kind of see them springboard to where they're what they're doing right now. If they can somehow beat Wisconsin and then get a win at home over Indiana, they even though they've got to go to Iowa to end the year, they'll be the front runner without question in the league because Indiana right now is in a tie with Ohio State and Iowa. But you're exactly right, Brandon. That game at Maryland gave them a whole boatload of next-level confidence, and Sheldon and McMahon are playing next-level. Hey, let's tip our cap to Rebecca Mikulashikova. Mm-hmm. If you ever listen to our games, there are times when there's some question as to what's going on. Is she the forward? Is she the power forward? Is she the shooter? Yeah. But she's had a great year. Wait, is that due to your failure to accurately and art- articulate what's going on? Very well could be. <laughs> okay. you got to paint the picture for the folks well, there, Matt. Well, we're, we're trying, but Rebecca likes it her, with with great size to step out. Yeah, and she can she's the it. European yeah. three. Yep, yep. And um, young lady has just been awesome this year. It's been a It's been a great team role for this team for the last, especially two and a half, three weeks, and they're taking strides. When this team is at their best, they're doing what? They're assisting and they're guarding in their press. Now, there there are times when their back into their press has been a little bit faulty the last couple of weeks. Kevin will admit that. But but when their press is going up at the top of the press, with when you've got Sheldon Theory and McMahon at that top of that press, but when they're sharing the ball on offense too. Like, they're not going to hit 10 threes a game. If they are, they're having a great night. Uh, their average, I think, is around seven per game. There's no Mike so. Yeah. Their shooting, their shooting game is pretty good, but it's not where it was a year ago. I mean, to tip of the cap to Cody, because I mean, oh, I mean, in December, right? I mean, Easy she's Centerville. Okay, I mean, we're just showering the Centerville praise. She, right. she is great. She though. is. She is terrific. In December, she had a rough go, and then has turned it around since then. Has been terrific, and also Taylor Theory as well, man. I know she fouled out late in that Iowa game. But I mean, she may not lead the box score. She's so steady, but is is steady yeah. Eddie all the way through? Yeah, exactly. This team has a little bit more depth, yeah, than the past. Emma Shoemate came off the bench against Iowa. Has had some huge minutes. Ricky Harris doesn't get much praise, but she's essentially the sixth person off the bench. 
And she, again, is having her, her, her best year to me in her final year. Maddie, always appreciate the time. Thanks for popping in. We'll talk to you through the segment and through the rest of the morning as we'll, you'll be toiling around here in the cubicles, all right? Thanks, fellas. Appreciate it. There he goes. Matt Andrews, Ohio State Sports Network, here on the Bryant Heating and Cooling System as well, in the studio this morning. We're going to let you know it has us juice next. Morning juice right here on The Fan. Fan traffic. From the Atlas Butler Plumbing Services Traffic Center. With the building traffic volumes, we're watching some delays. An accident with emergency vehicles partially blocking that uh, 71 northbound ramp to 161 on the north side. That's causing some delays. Also, we do have an accident on 33 westbound at Gender Road that blocks the left lane. And you do have a crash on South High Street, southbound north of Rathmull Road. Things are slow from 270 on the south side. It's a multi-vehicle accident there. I'm Heather Pasco for 97.1. The fan traffic. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. You're listening to Rob Manfred's least favorite radio show. This is Morning Juice. We here on the Juice are brought to you by our good friends over at Affinity Whole Health, the leader in testosterone and hormone replacement therapy. You can visit them on the line at feelgreatcolumbus.com. What's got you juiced? Bob, got you juiced, buddy. Oh, it is Wednesday. My goodness, I thought it was Tuesday. Oh. Just picked up a day. That's or right. Lost a day, Last day in January, too. Picked up a day in the week, lost the day off my life, though, Beam. So that's, <laughs> that might, that might have me. I'm not sure how to feel about that shark. Uh, get me going. Let's hit this Kobe cut we got going here. Doubt is such a strange thing. I mean, it's, uh, you know, there'll be times where you succeed and there are times that you fail. So waste, wasting your time doubting whether you're going to be successful or not is pointless. It is. I mean, you just put one foot in front of the other, you control what you can't control. And then you see what the outcome is, right? If you win, great. You're going to have to wake up the next day and do the journey over again. If you lose, it sucks. But you're going to have to wake up the next day and do the journey all over again anyway. Which is a great point. I mean, everything is tempor- temporary. Uh, no, no victory is ever final. No defeat is ever fatal. Uh, I'm sitting here watching my kids get ready. My son was on his iPad while my wife tied, put his shoes on and tied them this morning. These are my favorite parts of the show. I wish I live look into your house. Oh, just it's. It's like watching. It's like um, Big Brother, or like Real World. I think it's yeah. It's it's like that in a combination. If you ever play the game The Sims, like yes, it's kind of like that. Hundred percent. Except I don't get to control these people. <laughs> no, you know, They're, yeah, CPU. I'm, I'm trying to promote individuality here and like some sense of accountability. And we're putting the shoes on while he's on the iPad, and then I dip in with some sound and listen to him talking about how he wants to watch a 13 hour movie, which leads me to believe he was trying to lobby my wife to let him watch all three Lord of the Rings in a row. Because that's what he did. Good for him. Does. Yeah, he, it's amazing. His desire that that you know what that might have me juiced. His desire to become a a, a Tolkien just yeah expert. I mean, he he is right there. I, I meant to introduce him to John Simon, who is like one of the biggest Lord of the Rings, Middle Earth versed 
humans I've ever met. You got flat earthers, and then you have middle earthers. Yeah, John is that. And for him, I would define him as a highly functional, normal human being (laughs) who doesn't live in some sort of fantasy land. Uh, He knows it all. And I'm like, you need to have my kids come over. And because his boys are too young, I go, my oldest and youngest will sit there and they would watch. If you gave them catheters, they'd watch the Hobbit to the end of the Lord of the Rings. And they, you could probably watch the Tolkien movie, the biopic after that. And then you could sit there and, and just tell, just read them stories off the wiki verse about the similar, similar, or whatever the heck it is, Cimmerillion mm-hmm. and everything else. And then watch Rings of Power and all that in its glory. I mean, they, they're in it for the long haul. And it's a lot because that haul is long. What's you got to say, Shark? I go to bed early. I wake up. I make my bed first thing. Like I started off the day by accomplishing a mission. Then I go through. I drink my coffee, drink some pre-workout, get bumpy to start my day. Then I attack work and just being a dude. And then guess what? When it's over, I go love my wife. I love my kids. I love other people. And then I go to bed. Then I just push repeat. A 19, like yeah. 19-second peek into the day in the life of Anthony Schlegel. Love that. Love my so, wife, love my kids, love on other yeah, people. Huh? So many great stats coming out of that Blue Jackets game at uh, St. Louis last night. I had to rewind uh, the, the DVR a few times just to, to jot them all down so I could remember them for the, what has me juiced. But Columbus snapped St. Louis's five-game winning streak. That was big. It was the Blue Jackets' first one to nothing regulation win since November 25th, 2019. That was before COVID. Their last one to nothing road win came on March 8th, 2014 at Nashville. That was two months before I even started working at the fan. The Blues were shut out at home for the first time since February 22nd, 2021, nearly three years ago. And it was Elvis Merzlikens' 10th career shutout, but his first since January 13th, 2022, a little more than two years ago. So that really had me juiced last night, especially after listening to the uh, Buckeye basketball game. And then Tom Brady appeared on the Pat McAfee show yesterday, and they were talking about goats, you know, comparing him with Mahomes, the greatest quarterbacks of all time. And I thought Tom had a really great answer. There's nothing that Patrick can do, in my opinion, that takes away from what I tried to accomplish in my career. And there's nothing that I did can take away from what he's trying to accomplish. I I feel like all I tried to be was the best I could be. And I didn't, even though I had sporting idols, like I said, I could never be Steve Young. I could never be Joe Montana. Those are the guys I, I could never be Dan Marino or John Elway. These were my childhood idols. And they had incredible careers, and and they put as much as they could into their career, and I really respect them for that. And and I just tried to do the same thing. And believe me, if anybody can go out there and win seven Super Bowls, I have so much respect for them. I understand how difficult it is. I will congratulate them, and I'm going to you know give whatever it is a big hug. I texted my friend um, who who plays with Pat um, after the game, and I just said, tell him congrats. I mean, just awesome to watch him play. And I love watching him lead his team. That was a great answer. Because uh, he's not bitter because he did it. He did it, everything he possibly could. So guys that do that aren't bitter about how their careers yeah, end. You don't have regrets. Yeah. 
Beamer, what has you juiced? Well, that was great stuff from Tom Brady on the Pat McAfee show. That's got me juiced. And then him talking about like his idols and growing up, I could never be, you know, a Dan Marino. I could never be a John Elway like that. We heard from Quinshawn Judkins a little bit earlier on uh, in the seven o'clock hour talking about like, yeah, I chose Ohio State because a lot of the guys, you know, who I I grew up watching and like idolizing these guys. And it got me thinking like Quinshawn Judkins, you know, he's got your left of eligibility and, you know, comes in from Ole Miss and did a great job over there. And I'm starting to think, I'm like, well, he's, you know, 19, 20 years old. Who was the guys that he grew up watching? And then it like flashed in my brain as I'm listening to that Tom Brady cut. <laughs> the guys are going to be a little bit different than my guys or your guys. The guys that he like grew up watching would be like a Zeke Elliott, a Carlos Hyde, like guys who we think in like recent Buckeye history. JK, but the JK. yeah, JK Dobbins, like the guys who like it's just it's so wild how you know you go from air to air and you span that. Uh, but I thought that was a pretty good answer uh, out of Tom Brady. It was really well done, and I saw uh, he was speaking at some sort of banquet or event. Uh, I think it was in South Florida, maybe, and uh, he threw a, a football to a rugby player. And he's, I mean, think of like this big banquet room, right? Like everybody's kind of been to one. Like you got tables and you know you got chairs, and like you got a big stage up front where Tom Brady, Brady's doing the speaking. And you know people are in their suits and in their ties, and um, you know packed full. And it looked like there's probably a thousand people in this room, seven hundred and fifty. Um, so rugby players like darting across the room at full speed, and Brady just hits him like right in stride, you know, from the stage, probably thirty yards away. Like boom, puts it right on his hands. Uh, and I saw some, I saw somebody tweet out something that goes, uh, "That football calls to Tom Brady like the Green Goblin mask does in Spider Man. Yeah. Like it's just like that that guy. Whenever he gets a football in his hand, man, he's a wizard. So that had me juiced. It was great to go to dinner last night. Caught up with some old friends. Uh, that was pretty good. William got a high chair, so we were super pumped oh, about yeah. that. Uh, we went to Oshio over in Grandview, mm. a little like uh, sushi restaurant, and uh, we got a bowl of edamame. Right? Yep. I mean, those what are they? Soybeans, I think. Yes. And uh, so we split them, and then you have to take like the outer shell off, and then like mash them. I'm like, so it was like eating crab legs. Like you had to crack the shell, had to get them out of there, had to peel off the skin, had to mash them for them. Oh, he uh, could probably eat those things whole. Yeah, they're pretty slippery. They are slippery, and they're pretty mushy too. And so we did that, and I mean, we were just cracking, peeling, mushing, and then by the time that we were like get them out of the plate, like it was time to do the next one. Uh, so that was pretty good. He made a mess. We cleaned it up ourselves. Didn't want the restaurant staff to do yeah. that. Um, so that was good. Uh, he was he was pretty awesome last night. So tip of the cap to him. And he slept through the whole night last night, too. So that's got me very juiced and very fired up here on this Wednesday. A couple of NFL teams, they got some great coaching news yesterday for their fans. We'll do that in the re coming up next. Morning Juice right here on The Fan. Fan traffic. From the Atlas Butler Plumbing Services Traffic Center. I'm keeping an eye on some slowdowns as we make our way through the morning drive. It's an accident on the west side. 70 eastbound just before exit 95. It's on the right shoulder. Traffic is stop and go from 270. I'm also seeing a bit of a delay for motorists on East Dublin Granville Road. Eastbound at 71, there's an accident with police and emergency vehicles on scene. Also an accident on 23 southbound north of Rathmill Road. Your left lane is blocked. I'm Heather Pasco for 97.1, the fan traffic. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. 
If this show made a scented candle, it would smell like bad coffee, unwashed jockstrap, and grass clippings. I wasn't sure how you take your coffee. You're listening to Morning Juice. So, mouth or enema? Hour number three of the program for us on a Wednesday. Brandon Bean, Bobby Carpenter, Mark the Shark. Coming up here, 835 this morning. Bill Landis, he was over at the Woody yesterday talking to the newest group of Buckeyes via the transfer portal. Can check in with Bill around 835 a little bit later on. Talk some Buckeyes with him. Keeping you informed about what's trending this morning. It's time for a little re-rack on Morning Juice. Sponsored by Billiards Plus. Family owned and operated with more darts and cues than anyone in Ohio. Billiards Plus on Dublin Center Drive in Dublin. Buckeyes 2-6 and six now in the month of January. Men's basketball team that is. Illinois 87. Men's team 75 last night. Said it before, I'll say it again. I'm uh, very apathetic as to what's going on within this program last night. I turned it off inside of the under 12. You and Shark are better people than me. You stuck around and watched it until the end. Shark listened to the whole thing uh, with Ronnie Stokes and, of course, Big Daddy Paul Keels. I couldn't, I'm, I'm just not, I don't think I'm going to subject myself to it anymore. I just can't, I can't do it. Just hanging out in hope, Beam. Hoping, hoping, hope is not a strategy at all, but that's all I've got left. Just hanging on. Hanging on by a thread. I watched that thing till the bitter end with the kids. Good for you. And yeah. Well, there were some teaching moments for your kids in there. Yeah, teachable moments. I believe it was uh, Devin Royal when they threw the ball out from under the basket and he jumped on his side of half court under their own basket. And instead of letting the ball just go into the backcourt and assuming possession there, jumped as if it was going out of bounds to grab it, then throw it in. There was no players around and. Mm. I asked Shark we were earlier, like, what did, how did Ronnie describe what had happened? He's like, about like that. And, like, you could have just let it go. And I was like, oh, gosh, I was just concerned. I was like, guys, you could just let it go in the backcourt. No different than if it's a side out or under the hoop. Yeah. You can bomb it back. And as long as you don't touch it in the front court, you let it go back. And you get possession, and it's all good. And that was a teachable moment. And then the next teachable moment being we had was when we started talking about I was eating some almonds. My wife was like, oh, we need some more raw almonds. I was having some honey roasted ones, which were mm. quite delicious that we got at Aldi. And then... I, was, I, like, I like a trip to Aldi. Oh, they've got a wide selection. of nuts. I, I never, like putting the quarter in the cart. Oh, yeah. You never know what you're going to get. I mean, they, they, they've got different stuff there all the time. Yeah. Because usually they have the, the cashews, which are honey roasted, and they're good, but I prefer it on an almond. They just don't have those very often. And then my son goes, these are my favorite type of nuts. And he pulls out sunflower seeds. I go, well, actually, it's like I think an almond is more of a seed than a nut. And my wife said, what do you mean? I go, well, it comes in a shell. So like a seed, like a sunflower seed is within. You're eating the part of the seed that's inside of the shell with that, which then, of course, she goes to the phone. And I'm like, to tell you the truth, I was like, macadamia nuts? Like these are all inside of things. I'm like, I think those are more all seeds than technically um, technically nuts, which led to the broader conversation. That's a that's a mind blowing conversation. Well, okay. Do you know what do you know what a nut is then? A legume? No, that's a completely different thing. <laughs> I don't know. Okay, is it just so, a seed? So a seed for a tree? Okay, so here you go. So a nut, I think, is the, the thing that I haven't determined. I think it's just like a term bug. Okay, because nothing is actually really a nut. It's just kind of a slang term. Um, an almond is not uh, is not a nut at all. I guess you would look at it's the it's a particularly dry kind of fruit that has a single seed. Um, 
with, with a protective shell and husk, chestnuts, hazelnuts, pecans, walnuts. Uh, fit those fit the true definition of what is a nut, I guess. But you start looking at like um, cashews, almonds, some of the others. They are actually considered being a droop. Oh, which is a form of dried fruit. Is the fruit that is comes from you know the almond tree. D r u p e, not d r o o p. Yes, and it consists of an outer hull and a hard shell with the seed, which is not a true nut. And I was like, because those are on trees. What have I been eating for all of these years? It was, it was literally a very, my, so my kids were asking a lot of questions. So she's like diving down to that. I'm like, well, it's part of actually, you know, the rose family. Like it's a flowering plant and that's what it, that's what it is. And I'm like, well, is the peanut a nut? And so do you know what a peanut is then? Because that grows on a plant. I have no, no, I, I don't know what anything you're talking. My mind has been blown these last couple. You of just minutes. heard the term "droop" for the first time. And- yeah, well, I've heard the term "droop" before. I've not heard use like that, that spelling of "droop" in that droop context. Is it like sag, like I've heard, sleeve, yes. things like that. I've heard, of, I've heard of that. Yeah. Okay, uh-huh. so this the droop d r droopy yeah d r u p is yeah. like I said that's uh, cashews and almonds and things like that. Um. Now, the peanut, I was like, well, it comes as an outer shell, but it's a little softer. It's obviously not like an almond, and it grows on a plant, not a tree. I'm like, I don't think it's the same thing. <laughs> what it is, I'm not sure. And my wife was like, okay, court dives in there. And she's like, it's not at all. It's a legume, as you had mentioned earlier. All so right, the so it is a legume. It's in the legume family. All right. legumes are defined, uh, which have edible seeds enclosed in pods, which are in the same family as beans, lentils, and peas, which the uh, soybeans or the edamame that you've been feeding to little Billy, which sparked my thought process on this from last night. Legume. That. That's a legume. That's a legume. Same as a peanut. What is a coconut? Because that's got none of the name. Okay, we're we're I, I don't I don't know. The coconut tree is a member of the palm. So the coconut is a living species of, of the palm tree. Well, so that's coconut, an entirely different nut. Yes. I don't think a coconut is a nut at all because the fruit is what is inside. What is a coconut classified as? <laughs> Despite having the know. word nut in its name, a coconut is a fruit and not a nut. Okay. In right, fact, good. the coconut falls in the subcategory known as droops. So, so it, it is, is a nut. It's a, Well, it's a droop. It's, it's a not droop, a nut. Which falls in the family as uh, almonds and uh, cashews and things like that, which are defined as fruits that have an inner flesh, if you will, and a seed surrounded by hard shells. So, like the kids were asking all these questions, like I, I don't know, guys. I'm looking at sunflower seeds. I'm looking at almonds. <laughs> we're looking at cashews. I think we actually have some walnuts and hazel. We got different things here. There's some peanuts. All you define as nuts, but yes, they're vastly different. I need a cigarette. You really do. <laughs> I I. Now Those I'm gonna question. I'm gonna quit question my existence and what I'm what I'm eating. Roasted almonds, that's a droop. A peanut, not a droop. That's a legume. Coconut, entirely different thing. Botanists classify coconuts as one seeded droops. There we go. So that's a droop too. Jackets winner over the Blues last night, one nothing. They're off for the next few days. Tomorrow at eight forty eight, we're gonna check in with Boone Jenner, captain of the Blue Jackets making his first All-Star Game appearance. He's going to be in Toronto when he checks in with us. So super excited to do that tomorrow, coming up at 848. And then also tomorrow, Ohio State women's basketball at home, facing off with Wisconsin. If you're a Detroit Lions fan or you're a Houston Texans fan, you got some pretty good news yesterday. Uh, Two guys who had been 
I mean, pretty heavily mentioned in this coaching campaign. Now we're we're down to just the last couple uh, of guys who are not guys of of teams and organizations that are looking for head coaches. Now Ben Johnson had been widely rumored and reported uh, to be taking or at least heavily interested in that Washington Commanders job. Ben Johnson is opting to remain the offensive coordinator for the Lions. Is opting to remain with the Lions to pursue the head coaching vacancies. He's not going to do it with the Commanders and the Seahawks. Sources told Schefter that some teams ball at Johnson asking price to be a head coach. I love that. And because he didn't get a raise, they said to stay with Detroit. I forget who I saw uh, report that. And so maybe ask, here's the thing, how much he may be asked for. And then also with Dan Campbell, maybe told him like, hey, if you want to win, this is what you need. Yeah. And my dad would always tell his assistants that when they'd leave high school. Like, if you want to leave, this is what you have to ask for. It's not about you. It's about the assistance they're going to give. Like what, now, how many assistants are you going to have? What are their schedules going to be like? You know, as far as coaching, all the teaching, all that stuff, like how many people can you hire? And so it's the same thing. What am I going to be able to hire? How are we going to do our scouting re- department? This is what we need for our food and wellness and nutrition. Like what's your mm-hmm. budget for that look like? Who are the people? Can I hire a trainer? Can I hire these people? Like what type of control? And what are the, the owners gym? like? Yeah, I mean, there's all kinds of things that you're going to need. Or like, what is our meeting? Am I meeting with the GM? Do the GM and I meet with the owner together? Like, how how is that relationship? How is that structure work? Work? And so maybe it was part of a dollar amount of what he wanted as far as his personal salary and maybe length of years. But there's probably a large portion of that too that was played into what type of control and how the organization was going to be run. Well, you look at the commanders too and where they're at in the NFL draft. Uh, I think Caleb Williams, Drake May, obviously number one, number two like quarterback yeah. prospects in this class. Commander sitting at number three in the draft board. Are they able to go up and grab a Drake May? Does he like a Caleb Williams? Can they do that? Is the organization on board with that? What's going on with the I Bears? Mean, they What's like going Sam on with the Pats? Enough to keep him? I mean, right. do you just want to build around him a little bit. You've got some good receivers. Do you need some more offensive line to build the running game? At one point, he was leading the league in passing this year. Yeah, you know, and I'm not saying that he's the answer, but there's a lot of questions you have to ask. Do you maybe trade for Justin Fields? Sure. I mean, that's in the selection set. Before we get out of here, Beam. Typical droops also include apricots, olives. Olive is a droop. Loquat, peaches, plums, cherries, mangoes, pecans, and almonds. Those are droops. All droops. Not fruits. Not fruits. Weird. Yeah, there you go. Bobby Slowick also back with the Houston Texans yesterday. Yep. Which was another name that had been widely rumored and widely mentioned to go elsewhere. So if you're a fan of the Texans and you're a fan uh, of the Lions, you got good news because both of your offensive coordinators uh, did decide to come back yesterday. Also good news, speaking of the Texans organization, C.J. Stroud going to play in the Pro Bowl games. That is Ohio State's first ever quarterback to make the Pro Bowl. That is awesome out of C.J. And what he did in his first year down in Houston, uh, we were just talking, obviously, about Ben Johnson and you know bringing a team and all of a sudden kind of what's going on. Like I didn't think that this was going to happen in Houston year number one. Now they nailed their head coaching pick, and they drafted Will Anderson, and they drafted C.J. Stroud, I think, with back-to-back picks or second and four, whatever they did in the draft, loaded up on rookies. That was a good situation for D'Amico to jump into. He figured that. They got that ironed out. And the Houston Texans staying together intact at least for one more season, which is great news for them. That's great yep. news for CJ that he's going to have Bobby under his uh, tutelage again for another year. That's what you want. You want consistency for young quarterbacks. And once they start to get the system okay, then you're good and they get comfortable. You don't want to be changing every year, especially after a big rookie year because that's going to obviously impede their ability to grow and their comfortability with the system. Because you've got to feel you have to know what you're doing and have that 
beyond reproach before you can start assessing, hey, here's what's going on here. Here's the checks. Here's what we need to get into. These are the answers when they get into this coverage. These are the answers when they're blitzing, whatever it might be. And that's tremendous for them to have that. Richie tweeted me, he said, Washington's got the number two pick, not the number three. I got those flip-flops between that and the Patriots. As I say, the Pats have three. Yeah. So when you said that, I was curious because they're right outside that, that shot. So we'll see what happens with the Washington Commanders, where they decide to go in the draft. But Ben Johnson not going anywhere from Detroit, and that's great news for Lions fans. I mean, I know that Dan Campbell just said that you know, it's not a guarantee that we're back, but at the same time... I believe it, we'll get there. I believe we'll get there. It, it helps tremendously when you have good old Benny Boy announcing that he's going to come back for another year with what that offense oh, uh, is going to continue boy. to do up there in Detroit. One of the newest pipes, Buckeyes. The Quarterback Will Howard had his first media availability at Ohio State yesterday. You're going to hear from him coming up next. Morning Juice right here on The Fan. Fan traffic. From the Atlas Butler Plumbing Services Traffic Center. An accident on the west side, 70 eastbound before exit 95 is on the shoulder but causing stop and go delays. There's also a crash on South High Street, southbound north of Rathmill Road. The left lane is blocked there. And we do have an accident on the exit ramp from the west outer belt, southbound to 70 on the west side. I'm Heather Pasco for 97.1, the fan traffic. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Beamer is tweeting about Formula One. Oh, hells yes. Bobby is tweeting Rick Springfield concert video. Both are a cry for help. This is one twisted mother. This is Morning Juice. Here's along here. Little Wednesday edition of the program. Brandon Bean, Bobby Carpenter, Mark the Shark. Will Howard having some media availability yesterday. Buckeyes quarterback. Now, he's asked an interesting question, right? I mean, how's this quarterback competition going to go? Is it going to be a true competition? Going to be an open competition? Is it going to be announced as a starting quarterback through spring ball? Like, what's going to happen? And Will Howard answered that question yesterday as to if him and Ryan Day talk about rep distribution here as we approach on spring ball. Yeah, I mean, we definitely talked about it. You know, it's we're all we're all here to compete and we're all here to, you know, help the Buckeyes win. That's that's all we're here for. And that was that was made evident when I, you know, when I came on my visit and the the thing that I'm the most fired up about is how good the dudes in the room are and how good they've been to me. He's, he he in, in in his media availability yesterday, he mentioned just the dudes at Ohio State a lot. Like a lot yeah. of times he mentioned that. Well, that's a that's a big piece of it. You can't undersell like the culture. And I know people were you know, watching the Cotton Bowl and see this. All oh, the culture's bad. Look at this and that. Look at all the guys transferring. That's not the case at all. You know, it's amazing. You're talking with Schlegs. I, I tell him I, I I'm over there. You know, I go over there just about every day. Mm-hmm. I still over the last twenty years. There's only three people I know. None of them being on the staff or players who have logged more hours in the Woody more days in the Woody Hayes than I have. That's just the reality. So I've got a chance to watch the team, see how it evolves and everything. I'm like, they, they don't have, like, the guys care about each other. The guys are hard workers. I mean, it's, it's not, it's a team mentality for the most part. Now, yeah. Have there been like generational changes in society? Yes. Sure. But I, like, as far as like 
changes there like that if things that have happened but relative to like where we're at and what goes on now i'm like it's it's as good as it's going to be and schlegs just kind of co-signed that he's like yeah he goes man these guys work hard like this is tough I'm like yeah there's different elements and things that you got to incorporate there and different things I'm like these guys get after it and they're good dudes i'm like yes they're good guys and that's what when people get here like man they're this is a good group like it's it's fun to work and play with these guys because it's hard and so you want to have guys out there that you're going to enjoy the shared sacrifice with. Well, we'd like to romanticize too. Like, you know, back in the day we did it this way, and back in my day we did it this way. Like, you oh, have yeah. to you have to evolve at some point. I'd say you have to lose all of your tradition, but like you have to evolve as society evolves. You got to evolve. Easy there, old man. Get that lawn chair know. out. You know, what hey, I mean? it's Bob. Get off it, the lawn. It's happening at a rapid pace. When yeah. I walk, this is really bad. When I take Theo for a walk and I take William for a walk, and sometimes Meredith with me, sometimes not. I mean, William, young William, William doesn't. Vapes. <laughs> he, Heelys and vapes. Heelys. <laughs> Those you don't know, they're the shoes with the wheels in them. They look really awesome, too. So, I mean, I'm on a walk, and most of the times I'm on a walk by myself, and I'm either I'm listening to an audiobook and Lord of the Rings, or sometimes I'm not <laughs> listening to anything, right? Like, sometimes I'm, I'm just to listening to the sound of the neighborhood. And if there's a car that is, it's 25 miles an hour. It's a residential place, right? I mean, we live houses on top of each other, tiny, narrow roads. Yeah. And like on a lot of our streets that I walk down, like we don't have sidewalks. So you walk on the street and, you know, sometimes if it's trash day, like you kind of got to walk towards the more of the middle of the road. With uh, the raccoons. That's right. Where the trash cans are out. And I have gotten to a point now when people are speeding, I throw imaginary like, ru- like, sh- like tire strips down on the ground. I'm by myself. I'm doing this. I can't imagine what I'm going to be like in 15 years. So one of my son's friends, he lives in a street like that. That's you know right across from a park and a school, and he lives you know, on the road. And they have they have one of the speed flashing speedometers, yeah. like, and it's I think 25. And so he goes, anybody that goes over 40, they have a uh, bucket of tennis balls, and he lets his kids throw them at the car. That's great. And I told him, go, what you need to do is keep a stroller up here. Yes. With a fake baby, with a baby doll yes. in it, and just push it out in front of a car, and then, oh my gosh, and like just watch the people <laughs> in, in tears crying. Yeah, what exactly. What did I do? Exactly. There's a person the other day going f- like 45 miles an hour down to 25. You know what? You need to keep. You need to keep uh, like a baby doll in the in the stroller yeah. with. Billy, and when someone comes back, act like you picked him up and just kind of toss him in front on the wheel. <laughs> oh my gosh! Oh no, I slipped on the ice. Yeah. It's forty five degrees outside. Exactly, it doesn't matter. It's not like he slipped, fell, and like you just oh, you're going so fast, you killed my kid. There's something the other day. Oh, Meredith and I were at dinner on on Friday night, and you would have really liked this. And you know, I mean, we obviously have nice conversations when we're out to dinner, but I like to listen to people you know around having conversations. Oh, too. really? You're that creep? Nah, not the creep. You're but some by yourself a lot, Beam. A lot, yeah, a lot. Sit there like to listen people. to other people's conversations. Other people were sitting right next to us. Like you can't. Like it was a communal table. I can't not oh, okay. listen to the conversation. Like a, yeah, no, they weren't at a, a different like a table. Farmer's table type deal. Yeah, like Meredith and I got there. This place is seat yourself, and they had a big group of people that were sitting right next to us. And this one lady's like, "I just can't. I can't do the commute anymore. This traffic is just getting so bad." I'm like, oh man, like commutes. Yeah, that can be pretty bad. And she goes, "Yeah, I work at uh, work at a place up in Polaris." I'm thinking, okay, well, you probably live out in like I don't know, Gahanna or you know, somewhere on the east or yeah. maybe the west, like Hilliard. Yeah, two seventy to seventy one. That's an awful interchange. She goes, "I live in North Clintonville and I just can't commute every day." You I just put, get I, on seventy one and drive straight up. You get up High Street and go to Polaris. <laughs> like, you yeah. don't even have to do that. Like I can't commute from North Clintonville to Polaris. 
Well, that's a four-minute drive. That's not a commute. Well, you and, and I, then, we get in here really early. Shark gets in here in the middle of the night, so you don't have to really deal with traffic. So, yes, I understand yeah. that. But there's some, but that's I wouldn't define that as a robust commute by any stretch. But then again, I haven't been up in that area around rush hour in quite some time. I I'm stay, here talking to you, Beamer. I stay in my bubble. You stay in your bubble. Last night we went over to Granville. And again, this is just like cases of me getting older. And I know it. Like, I'm going to be really bad Like in 10 or 15 years' time. Like, old man, get off my lawn for sure. Um we were driving to Granby last night, right? I mean, this is f- our dinner was at five o'clock. We left the house at four thirty-five. We left from Clintonville to get over to Grandview. We had lived in Grandview in UA for you know yeah. five or six years. Lived there for a long time. When you're in that, you don't realize how busy how busy it is over there. Oh, I yeah. put I was so frustrated with it. I put my hands up like I don't know how anybody does this. I don't know how anybody lives going over down here. Fifth and like tur- tur- I was going down. I was going down Kenny. Yeah. Then to get because Olin Tangy's a mess, I wanted to avoid that. Yeah. So I got off on lane, Smart went move. down Kinney to go all the way down to fifth to turn left, uh, to turn left there. And I mean, it was just stop and go. I mean, headlight to taillight, bumper to bumper the entire way. Yeah. But I can, that. I can, it's like, it's like the Lord of the Rings and Gollum with the ring and Frodo with the ring. I can feel it inside of me, me getting more bitter as the days go on. I thought you were going to say it's more like, a wizard is never early or late. He arrives on time precisely when he expects to. A wizard arrives precisely, precisely. when he means to. He means to. Frodo Baggins. Good to see you. Bill Landis, the podcast, Dotting the eyes. He was at the Woody yesterday talking to some Buckeyes. We're going to talk to Bill next. Morning Juice right here on The Fan. Fan traffic. From the Atlas Butler Plumbing Services Traffic Center. The morning drive is stop and go on the west side due to a crash. 70 eastbound. The right shoulder is blocked to stop and go from 270. Also on South High Street, southbound north of Rathmill Road. There's a crash there in the left lane. And your stop and go from 270 on the south side. Also watch for an accident on the west outer belts northbound at Tuttle Crossing Boulevard. I'm Heather Pascoe for 97.1, the fan. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Just a couple of dudes being guys. What's better than this? Guys being dudes. You're listening to Morning Juice. This is Long here, a little Wednesday edition of the program. We're going to be Bobby Carpenter, Mark the Shark. Right now, we're going to head out to the Bryant Heating and Cooling Systems and Fan Guest Hotline. Check in with our guy from the podcast, Dotting the Eyes. He is Bill Landis. Bill, thanks so much for the time. Always appreciate it. You were over at the Woody yesterday talking to some new Buckeyes. What were you most interested in hearing from any of the transfers that came in, Bill? Uh, the thing I was most interested in hearing about was uh, Seth McLaughlin, the Alabama Transfer Center, and you know, some of the struggles he went through snapping the, the football last year. We all saw the, the Rose Bowl against Michigan. It was not necessarily uh, his his finest hour, and, you know, he owned that. Um, he's just a really mature guy, right? He's going to he's, you know, play four years at Alabama as a two-year starter. Um, has the, the, you know, the benefit of some perspective, I think, when you go through some struggles. So he didn't seem to be, you know, overly concerned about that. He kind of, you know, concer- uh, compared it to, uh, being a like a you know point guard or basketball player who goes through a little bit of a run like at the free throw line, 
um, and and felt seemed to seem uh, feel pretty confident that he can work his way out of that. He said he's been snapping a football since he was seven years old, and it's not anything that's been a persistent issue for him. Um, he did he didn't say like, you know that you know sometimes the quarterback has something to do with that too, but kind of hinted hinted at it at least. So. Um, I'm just interested to see how, how that fits for Ohio State. Obviously, it's an important position. It's a position where I don't think uh, Ohio State was quite good enough last year, and now they're bringing in a really experienced guy. But but certainly, Seth McLaughlin's got to play a little better, I think, than he, than he did last year for Alabama, for Ohio State's offense to be as good as it, as it wants to be. But, you know, he seems he seems eager to take on those expectations, so that was good to hear. So you're calling McLaughlin. Did, we, did, did anyone ask him for certainty that that's how his name is pronounced? We did, yeah, yeah. We we got to confirm from him it is McLaughlin. Yeah. Did you ask him if he's related to Sarah? <laughs> we, we didn't get. In, I didn't ask him. I'm not sure if anybody during his 20 minute interview asked him, but we'll have plenty of time to talk to him, Bob. We, we can get to the bottom of that. Okay. Well, you may need to play some of that during an interview with him and be like, "Hey, do you, is this your aunt cousin? Does this sound familiar to you? Is this familiar? <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, do, do you guys big pet advocates and dog lovers? You know, SBCA. I mean, all the, all the things you need to find that out. Uh, for us. Outside of that, I mean, you know, we had uh, Judkins come in. I mean, was there talk at all, questions about the rep split between him and Henderson? How, what was appealing to come to Ohio State? Yeah, he, I mean, he, he did say, which I thought was interesting, that, that he came to Ohio State with, with no real idea of whether or not Travion Henderson was, was also going to be here. Certain, certainly was open to the idea and then probably had some kind of inkling that that, that was going to happen, at least that the Trey would be coming back and they'd be splitting time in the backfield. Um, I think he's excited about that. You know, we, we, we did try to ask him like, Hey, are you, are you, did you in, come here with the intention of, you know, taking a little bit less wear and tear on your body as you go through what's, what's probably your final season, you know, and, and he didn't say that that was like the chief motivator. The chief motivator I think for him was to come to a place where, where he thinks he can, Take a run at a national championship, but but I think we all understand the nature of that position for him and Trey both. Like I don't I don't think either one of them wants to be a guy that's going to get the ball 250 times um, in their draft year, and then go off to the NFL and, and and still hope to be appealing to to franchises that don't want to take uh, running backs that have that kind of wear and tear on them. So um, he seems very comfortable with the idea of of a split. Um, you know, I, he didn't say like that. That's why I came here, but but I think. I think we all understand that that was a little little bit of a piece of the puzzle there. He is Bill Landis of the podcast, Downing the Ice, with us here on the Bryant Heating and Cooling Systems fan guest hotline. I mean, I was looking, Bill, Bob and I were talking a little bit earlier about the Quinshawn Judkins. Um, I mean, it was 87.7 yards per game, number four in the SEC on that front, but he led the league in forced missed tackles at 69. Mm-hmm. And he had 795 yards after contact, which is almost, I mean, it was three quarters of his entire rushing yards. I mean, you pair that with Trey, I mean, is this Ohio State team thinking to go back to a more run-heavy offense? I know they're going to like to air the ball out. Of course they will. But, I mean, that's a pretty powerful one-two punch that they now possess. Yeah, I mean, I I think so. Um, I think you factor Will Howard into that a a little bit too. But you look at Quinshaw Johnson, I I think I have this right. I, I believe he has the most yards after contact in the power five over the last two years. Um, there was another uh, G five running back that I think had slightly more than him, um, but he was the best in the power five. And, and frankly, like Ohio state's been been missing that a, a little bit. I, I wouldn't say that that's necessarily trivia on Henderson's strong point. He, he's going to making guys miss, but you know, he's not, ter- he's not terribly good at getting hit and, and kind of staying up and, and continuing to run. Like that's, that's what Quinshawn Judkins does. Um, and I don't know, maybe JK Dobbins is the last time they had, they had a back that so you could, kind of consistently rely upon for that. Mayan Williams wasn't bad at it either when, when he was healthy, but 
Um, this is a different kind of back, I think, for Ohio State, one who I think pairs incredibly well with Travion Henderson when you kind of look at their their skill sets and how they complement each other. Um, and, I, yeah, I, I think they're going to run the ball more. I think they're going to run it more. I think they'll probably get into more kind of play-action stuff. Will Howard was talking about that yesterday. He's really excited about the stuff that, that Bill O'Brien can bring to the table and stuff we've seen from Ryan Day in, in seasons past when they run those hard play-action passes and boot the quarterback out and kind of get, get him on, on the edges and the, away from the pressure and then let them make plays downfield. So I, I do think, like, they're always going to throw the ball. They always have, are going to have stud receivers. But I, I think that maybe this is an offense that can be kind of built on the run or, or somewhat run first, and, and that would be a little bit of a different identity, I think, for Ryan Day's offense. It would be, uh, be a lot different there. Oh, looking at the defensive side, you know, Bill, with Caleb Downs, is there talks about him you know, continuing his role as the punt returner? Where does he envision himself fitting on this defense, you know, the draw to Ohio State? Yeah, um, the punt return thing, I, I don't know, Bob. Like, he, he said he would like to do it, but um, I, I, Ohio State historically kind of has, in my opinion, not always put their most dynamic guy back there. They kind of just want to put someone back there to, to fair catch the ball and, and go play offense. So I, I don't know if they're going to put Caleb Downs there. My my guess would be no, but I, w- I would like to see it. Um, in terms of where he fits on the defense, he, I think he's going to slot right into that adjuster, free safety, Josh Proctor position that, that that's open. Um, play alongside Lathan Ransom as Lathan plays the, the bandit kind of strong safety spot. And we know that Jim Knowles will move those guys around. So like Caleb Downs, I think you'll, you'll kind of see him all over the defense, even if he is in that adjuster position. Um, and it was, it was interesting to hear him, Caleb Downs, uh, yesterday talk about, you know, when he was being recruited, part of the reason why he didn't come to Ohio State is because the defense prior to that year was not very good. He had not yet seen what a Jim Knowles defense looks like at Ohio State, and there kind of wasn't enough time to to watch that first year and make a sound decision, so he went to Alabama. Then over the last two years, he's watched the, the development of that Jim Knowles defense, and I think watched it pretty closely in, in the short time that he was in the portal, and, and, and he and his dad both, I think, came away pretty impressed with what Ohio State has been able to do in, in, in transforming that defense, and, and certainly, you know, Jim Knowles describes it as, as safety-driven, and if you're the best safety in the country, which I think Caleb Downs is going to be the next two years, um, Dude, there's a lot of reason to believe that, that he can be kind of kind of special in, in that they, in that defense. So, um, but the proof of concept that he was looking for as a recruiter, I think, has has been borne out here over the last two years. That was a big reason why he came here. What should we have borderline um, baseline expectations for Caleb Downs? I mean, he got a ton of hype, and we're very excited that he's here. True freshman All American, led Bama in tackles. Like those are pretty good things in your freshman season. Um, baseline expectations for him coming to Columbus is what, Bill? I. Uh, uh, well, I'll, I'll say this. I'm, I'm not one to get uh, hyperbolic. Like, I try to temper expectations. He's going to be their best defensive player the next two years. And I told Jerry, and I told Jerry Emmy yesterday when we walked in there, I said, where do you guys keep the All-Americans? Because you're going to have to make space for this guy. And, like, I'm not trying to put undue expectations on Caleb Downs. I just think he's going to be that good. I don't think you play as much as he played in a Nick, in a Nick Saban defense and be as productive as he was as a true freshman if you don't have special, special stuff. And, and I think he does. Um, so I, whatever your uh, grandest expectations are for a player, uh, I, I feel comfortable putting them on Caleb Downs. Anything else, you know, from talking to whatever five, six, four, five, six individuals mm-hmm. that are out there, you know, that you kind of felt, Bill, that kind of surprised you, something that you, maybe you didn't see coming. Yeah, Will Howard was talking about um, how, how he he maybe wants to run a little less than he ran at, at Kansas State. But he he didn't say this directly, but but I think the gist of what he was saying yesterday was. He's done a little bit miscast at Kansas State, and he said like early in his career, 
the play sheet had like a little corner of plays for for Will Howard, and they were like all run plays. And he said like I, you know, I was treated as like a purely running quarterback, and he doesn't see himself that way. And I don't really think any quarterback ever does. But um, I think part of the reason why he he came to Ohio State is because he wants to show that he is a guy who can drop back pass and and be efficient and accurate and you know not have to run to be successful. So you know when they got him, and I'm watching his Kansas State games. I'm thinking to myself, this is a guy that's going to run the ball, you know, six, seven, eight, nine, ten times a game, um, which would be a departure, I think, for Ryan Day. Like Justin Fields kind of did that, but none of his other quarterbacks have. Um, and listening to Will yesterday, like I, I don't know, I don't, I don't think, I don't think it'll be the case. I think there will be some element of it because I think you'd be wasting Will Howard if you don't run him at all, and it would be very incredibly beneficial to everybody else in the backfield, help you with situational stuff. But um, if anyone was thinking along the lines that I was, that like Will Howard was going to come here and be. Not, you know, not a prolific running quarterback, but but certainly a more active running quarterback than we've become accustomed to at Ohio State. Maybe maybe that won't be the case. So so that was a little surprising to me to to hear him kind of describe himself in those terms because I actually think he's a pretty good runner, but he seems to think that he's a much better passer than he is a runner. Bill, always appreciate the time. Thanks for popping on with us this morning. Have a great rest of the week, buddy, and we'll check in again soon. Okay. Sounds good. Thanks, guys. Here he goes, Bill Landis, starting the eyes the podcast with us here on the Bryant Heating and Cooling Systems Fan Guest Hotline. Get into our fan poll next. Morning Juice right here on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Atlas Butler Plumbing Services Traffic Center. An accident on the West Outer Belt northbound at Tuttle Crossing Boulevard has been moved to the right side, but still will slow you down. Also in the West Outer Belt southbound off-ramp to 70. On the west side, there's a crash there. On the west side, 70 eastbound between 270 uh, and Hague Avenue, we do have traffic slow because of an earlier multi-vehicle accident. But that has cleared, so things there are improving. I'm Heather Pasco for 97.1, The Fan. Tra- Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Cash Browns and Smackdowns. You're listening to Morning Juice. We are in the Jews are brought to you by our good friends over at Affinity Whole Health, the leader in testosterone and hormone replacement therapy. You can, of course, visit them on the line at feelgreatcolumbus.com. You know that commercial in the last break, talking about heart and uh, cheap trick coming to the shot, at least sometime in May. I had the tour schedule pulled up. Uh, they're going to be at the shot on May 15th. Now, I asked Shark earlier because Shark is a big, you're a big fan Big fan Ooh. of Hart, right? As we listen to some JT to play yeah, us out today. I do, 43 I do today. love Hart. 43? 43. Say it ain't so. He's got a sexy back. Yeah, and he's bringing it back. Just like you licking off your own wings sauce last night. I mean, we asked Shark, like, Shark, will you will you go to that concert? Will you go to the Hart concert? Now, I think Anne's having some trouble. I mean, they're having some trouble singing. Yeah, I saw her singing the national anthem a couple of years ago, I, I don't even remember. It may have been an NBA All-Star game. And I, I've i always said Ann Wilson has the greatest female voice in rock history. It's unbelievable. And I mean, crazy that, on you, the beginning of it. Oh, my gosh. I Honestly, I, my favorite song of hers is, I think, What About Love. Like, the start of it, when it's just like a couple single notes and the harmony is her voice, because it's so powerful. I'm just worried, like you, Shark, 
I don't need to see Willie Mays staggering around in the outfield. I would right. prefer to have him remember him as he was. I, I can appreciate Peyton Manning's last Super Bowl with the Broncos, yeah. but I didn't need to see me out there playing quarterback. Okay? Like, because that's what it was looking like. You know, I prefer him in 2006 when he's just carving people up. It's just, uh, it's tough. Like Phil Collins, I wanted to see him, and people said it wasn't good. I'm like, I can't do it. Like they said, Madonna's the same way. I'm like, I can't. Yeah. I don't want to tarnish an image of someone who used to be such a great performer to like watching yeah. me go play linebacker now. Like it's just remember what it was. 2021 NFL draft. She sang the national anthem. Is that what it was? I think so. Can't find an NBA All Star game. She's lost it. She's lost her great, great, powerful but the thing voice. Is, how old is she, man? She's got to oh, be man. 70. Oh, yeah, because Hart was around when I was in high school in the 70s. She's 73. She'll be 74 like in Grace June. Slick. I mean, like, these people, like, because her voice is fantastic, too. Like, time gets everyone, man. Whether you're an athlete or a singer, you die twice. When you have an elite gift that you had that is then stripped from you, that made you different than everyone else, I mean, it's like Superman becoming mortal. Like, you just, it, it's awful. And so there's people like they're used to getting up there and she could just freaking go and yeah. hum and like and everyone just looks up in awe because that song that sound just came out of a human being and then one day you don't have that and it just stinks. I think you need to go to that concert. I'd, can we go to that concert together, the three of us? I would. Do I, I think that'd be pretty hand? fun. Yeah, sure. I'll do whatever you want. I like the wing sauce off your fingers. That's right. You I was me. waiting for that. Lead off the show with that. End the show with that. If you ask me nicely. Who knows what could happen, Shark? I feel like that'd be a fun concert. And I heard Cheap Trick on there, and I'm like, I don't know if I love Cheap Trick that much. And then I heard Surrender. I'm like, actually, I do like Cheap Trick, because that's a pretty banging song, too. Gosh, I'm excited, too. It's Justin Timberlake's birthday. Him and Jessica Beale will be have been married 12 years this October. Good for those kids. You know? That's a little bit like, uh, is it Freddie Prince Jr.'s married to Sarah Michelle Gellar? I think that's the case. They've yeah. been married for, like, almost 20 years. Like it's it's fantastic. I enjoy a Hollywood romance that lasts. I can't wait for Taylor and Travis to last. That's going to be tremendous. You see, there are odds. There are odds on Fanduel if I wouldn't suppose. Travis Kelsey proposes after the game. Oh my gosh! What is it? A plus one thousand to propose? Yeah, it's like plus one forty. Knows minus ah, two plus forty. Plus one forty. Yeah. It's a Come on. dead on split here. That's coach. amazing. That's basically a little better than even money with some juice. Like that's. I'm not buying it. Here's the thing. It would not surprise me. And like Bo was talking about this yesterday. He had a friend who, um, gosh, just, I mean, so good. But Bo was talking about yesterday. He's like, they're on honeymoon phase. Like they're only dating on vacation. It's a long distance. Like she's gonna fly back from Australia, Japan, to Japan. Japan. Yeah, then go yeah. back. I mean, it's 17 hours. Now she'll be on like a G6, so it's not bad. Plus but. 920 for yes, minus 2200 for no. I had the wrong information. Ooh, yeah, well, those are a little better odds but, for sure. But here's the thing: like, it would not surprise me if they get married. Because here's the thing: like. Who's she going to marry, dude? It's so hard for someone that's in that level of celebrity to find a normal human being. Because eventually, like, the honeymoon, like, you've got to be around someone who's had... Can you be with someone who is typically used to having their butt kissed all the time by everyone else? Right, yeah. And you are, too. Can you seem to make that work? Because it's harder even when it's asymmetric. It's not easy. Like, it's not easy at all. But Travis, I mean... 
He's just from the Heights. Like the fact that like, he's just he's, a dude from Ohio. He's just a dude from the Heights, man. <laughs> and his brother's definitely the dude from the Heights. His brother's the dude at the local bar down there with a the tank top on, crushing beers. Did you see what his or wife? No did you see what on. his wife? What uh, Jason's wife said about him jumping out in the stands? Oh in Buffalo? God, she's married to the guy. She I, knows yeah. what he is. She goes. So I, we went into the game. You know, in the. Divisional round when they were playing in Buffalo, and Jason Kelsey was hopping down to the stands to take his shirt off and screaming and doing everything. She goes, So we went into the game earlier. Jason hung out at the tailgate by himself because he really wanted to go through a table. (laughs) In retirement, he really wanted to go through a table. So I, being the wife, said, I'll leave that to you. You can do whatever you want. That was T Swizzle over here. I'm going to go into the game. We're going to go in. Jason, you do whatever you want to do. And so (laughs) she goes, he comes into the suite, very upset that he didn't get put through a table. So that didn't happen. But he was, you know, feeling pretty good by the time that he got he into that suite. He was taking shots out of a bowling ball. So I'm going to jump into the stands. <laughs> he was. Sharkley says he yeah. wants to treat it like a bowling ball. He said, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to don't take shots out of a bowling ball. Strike. Just a dude from the Heights. I love it. I'm going to take a yes. If they won the Super Bowl, he's definitely. No. I honestly, Be, maybe not immediately after, but it would not surprise me if they propose and get married. Now, I how think last, he'll oh. propose eventually, but he's not going to do it in front of 70,000, 120 Come million on. people on he's TV. He's a showman. Goodell wants that. He I wants all the views that I, you can have. I don't think she wants that. I don't think she does either. And I, I honestly don't think that he, they like part of it to be public, but I don't think they'd want that to be public. I agree with that. And I don't think that he, if they do win the Super Bowl, I don't think they would Here's take the thing, that away though, from his teammates. That, like, and that's the thing. Yeah. You're ripping it away. Although Andy Reid's pointing to her from the, know, from the yeah. stands. But his teammates do love it. Because, dude, it's, there's an element there where, dude, they get to see Taylor Swift. Like, their wives and daughters are all <laughs> loving them for that. I just, my uncle. Hey, let's go out to dinner with Travis and Taylor. My uncle told said, you, my, goes, I'm not watching the game. I'm I, tired of the Taylor Swift. I'm like, they sh- show her like three times in the game. One of my buddies, like his wife. Got to meet Carrie Underwood because they came. Say, Bob, you went to dinner with Tony Romo and Carrie Underwood. Jessica Simpson. I mean, that's why I've I've gotten to see this, and I know how like it works and plays out. Like I know when I can see why some things will work. I can tell you why they won't as well. Our daily fan poll sponsored by ER Auto Care. What about love? Today's fan poll at 971thefan.com or on Twitter at 971thefan. How will the Ohio State men's basketball team spend the postseason? NCAA tournament and IT are at home. Um, I'm going with 82% of the votes saying at home. Oh, no, no, no. They're going to the NIT. Yeah? Yeah, you have to have a winning record. Remember, they couldn't They couldn't even get into the CI... Well, what's CBI. The CV, CBI. CBI last year because they didn't have a 500 that's record. De- that's dead now. But I'm saying the NIT, you've got to have a winning record. They're 13 and 7, 13 and 8. I still think they'll qualify for the NIT. They may just say over under we're not tw- going Over under 20 wins. No, they're not going to get to 20. Under. Okay. I'm to hammer the under. General had so much fun today. What do you say we do it again tomorrow on a big Thursday if they allow us? Good with that? Let's do it. Everybody have a great day. Uncle Bo and the boys are up next. We're back live tomorrow morning at 6 a.m. to break everything down. Have a great day. Talk to you tomorrow. Morning juice right here on The Fan. Fan traffic. From the Atlas Butler Plumbing Services Traffic Center. Wrapping up the morning drive. Things are improving a bit on the area roads. The accidents on the west outer belt. Northbound at Tuttle Crossing Boulevard and southbound at 70 have cleared. On the west side, you're still a little slow because of an earlier accident on 70 eastbound. It was between 270 and 670, and that's where traffic is still a little slow. Otherwise, traffic's moving at posted speeds out there.
I'm Heather Pasco for 97.1, The Fan Traffic. It's a fan action update. This action update is brought to you by ESPN Bet. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Somehow, the Buckeye Hoops men's basketball team was only a three-point underdog last night to Illinois. They end up losing by 12. The total flies over 150 and a half. Ohio State's now 1-9 in their last 10 games against the spread. The Buckeyes have also lost 6-7 of seven outright. 4-13 and 13 in January, the last two years. For your ESPN Bet action update, I'm Scotty Vegas. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Broadcasting from the Lindsay Honda Studios. Honda makes the cars. Lindsay makes the difference. Visit lindsayhonda.com. WBNSFM HD1 Columbus. The Fan Sports Center. Good morning. I'm Eric Reese, sir. The slide continues for Team 125. Ohio State welcomed number 14 Illinois into the shot last night. Buckeyes and Illini were close for much of the first half, but Illinois took a 35-32 lead with about three minutes left and never relinquished it. They won 87-75, improving to 7-3 in Big Ten play. The loss drops Ohio State to 3-7 in the conference. Buckeyes will look to end their historic road-losing streak Friday night at Iowa. The eighth-ranked Ohio State women's squad's back at the shot tomorrow night, hosting Wisconsin at 6 p.m. On the ice last night in St. Louis, Elvis Merzlikens pitched his first shutout since January of 2022. His 21 saves helped the Blue Jackets blank the Blues 1-0. Dmitry Voronkov netted the only goal of the game in the third period. Jackets are off on the All-Star break until next Saturday. Then they're back on home ice against the Tampa Bay Lightning. Breaking sports news when it happens on the fan. Ohio sports destination. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger. Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.